0: Welcome to Iron Talks 2014 Kona Super Specials with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. Radio team, welcome along to. Day five, or post-race analysis of the IM Talk Kona Super Specials with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James oh How you going, mate? I'm
1: good. I'm good. Good. Yeah, good. Fine. We're
0: going to hear We're going to hear the story soon, aren't we? We are. We're going to hear the story soon. I'm, uh, I'm in
1: control of the computer today. I've already stuffed it up once.
0: Yeah, because normally what happens when we're doing a show is I've got the computer in front of me and I'm doing all the processing. Well, today, newsom has got the computer. I feel a bit lost. For the ladies coming out. We've got an audience. Yeah. Oh mate, loving it, Pur- loving it Purple toes, fillinator yeah, I tell you what, his toes aren't looking flash <laughs> uh, Luckily it doesn't matter when it comes to the chicks um, I am Torp Kona Super Specials Are Proudly brought to you by Endurance Sports Travel I was saying before in our first introduction that we did We well, that I actually interviewed Clean Gla later on in the show today And he had a pretty good race
1: And I was saying he rode past me on the bike at one stage I did repass him back um, But he must have passed me on the run at some stage
0: uh, now, I, th- I think it was the 31st time here
1: Yeah, he'd definitely be at, 31 at least yes.
0: That's Incredible um, Next up uh, Lava Java When we were driving here We uh, saw the queues outside and We thought You probably want to be in a coffee At Lava Java post race mm. It was pretty packed But it was all good That's rock and roll
1: I'm going to hit that place For some nice brunch tomorrow nice. Might even book a table
0: You might do that Do that
1: and our regular sponsors Extreme Endurance Coffees of Hawaii
0: and Aflinks.com and lastly all the people who bought the book to get us here uh, thank you so much because these shows wouldn't have happened without you okay so today's show is going to be a little bit different because well what we're going to do is we're going to spend a bit of time talking about John's race and uh, maybe talk about, about Philaneda's race as well um, and then we'll kind of give our views on on the pro race we won't do a breakdown of the race because we're sure you all guys know what happened throughout the race but maybe just give some, some thoughts on the results that we saw there and then uh, I basically, all day yesterday, I will post post the finish, I basically stood behind the finish line and got lots of interviews with the pros, and I managed to get about probably 80% of the top 10 on both the male and female pros, so I managed mm-hmm. to get lots of good interviews there, so I'm going to put those up, that's about an hour, or just over an hour, and then throughout the day I kind of thought to myself, you know, what's the point in talking about the race unfolding, because you guys will know that, so I kind of tried to... Um, you know, the experience of being a spectator throughout the day. So there's a little bit of me sharing what it's like to be there on the day and a little bit of interviews with some of the listeners. Mm-hmm. And then I've got some post-race interviews with some of the listeners as well. Mm-hmm. And then John and I will be back at the end of the show to wrap things up. So yes. uh, so first of all, John Bo, tell us about your day.
1: So... Yeah, all the training had gone pretty well and was pointing towards a pretty good day. And us well, it up. Pieces. How were you feeling in the morning? Morning's fine. And Now, one concern I did have was I wasn't very nervous in the week before the race. And even, I was just starting to write my blog before, you know, when I got back from Canada and all the training between Canada and now, I was very focused and thinking about kind of every single day, training went really, really well, and I was fully pumped and ready to do it. And really, what I found as the days progressed over here, um, it just I wasn't that pumped in the last few days. Like you normally think, right? I'm gonna be right on edge. I'm gonna be ready to go. Yeah, you went where Wasn't overly pumped, and I was wasn't stressing about that. I was thinking, oh, well, I'm not too nervous. Um, But that was just a, I don't know. I don't know whether that harmed me or hindered me. Do you Um, think it was just because you trusted in your training? mm, I was very trusting. And and I know sometimes we interview people, and the people that are are the most confident often end up having (laughs) the worst
0: days. (laughs) Um, You've got Starkowitz. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: so anyway, I was um, pretty relaxed going into it. I knew what I wanted to do and yeah it all started pretty well so transition was was straightforward and i knew what i was doing um well, I, were you pretty calm before the very start yeah like, I mean, obviously you know like the nerves were there but it was more it wasn't there so much the nerves about performance it was more nerves about potential things that might not quite happen right you know stuffing something up in transition and all the some of the uncontrollables, you know, like a, a puncture or mechanicals. So that was sort of more my nerves rather than the nerves of performance because I was pretty confident in what I could do. I would say in the final days leading into the race as well, my legs were getting quite tight and tight, and my training didn't go particularly well in the, in yeah, the final in days. you the bike ride, didn't you? But again, that's pretty normal for tapers, but it was giving me a bit of grief that my calves were, were, were tightening up a bit. But anyway, um, the swim, I didn't take Albert Voice, Voices Albert Boyce's advice, which is what, he, which is get in the water a little bit later, and then you do a massive big duck dive underneath everybody and pop up on the front line. <laughs> I just I was a bit paranoid; I wasn't going to get that front line position, so I certainly didn't get into the water first. Um, did wait back on the beach for maybe five minutes. So the pro woman left at what six thirty-five, and we were f- nearly we were fifteen minutes after them. I think. Yeah, were. So I probably waited around for. Three or four minutes and then got in. Um, I was certainly on the line 10 minutes before the start. I was like, holy crap, I've got to sit here. But it was all, I was, you know, I had to push through to get there. There was already three or four, you know, three or four deep. Um, But got my position on the start and actually it was quite nice lying on my back it was really quite buoyant out there I was just lying on my back doing starfish holding my position um, and was pretty, pretty it was calm was a pretty about
0: good creep it. forward at the beginning of your guys race yep. <laughs> yeah, to the right side of the course were you yep. at that side because I was crue- towards that. Yep. <laughs> and I was thinking nuisance there somewhere
1: <laughs> I was about 30 metres or so from the far right of the course and yeah there was a bit of creep but there was no way in hell that I was not going to oh, yeah, I, was gonna sure. get, uh, I wasn't going to get pushed back And the swim went really well, actually. Um, Got off the line, first 50 strokes, just smoked it, and got clear water straight away. So I was really pleased with that. Then started looking for some feet to follow, and from time to time got absolutely, um, you know, just encapsulated in, in some big groups. But all I did was just bailed straight to the right, got on the right hand sort of ley line um, in our sailing terms. Us Kiwi knows oh, our yeah, sailing terms. Yeah. Um, so we got on the far right line and was basically swimming boy to boy and had some feet to follow and it was, um, it was pretty good. Um, just no contact. That was my big worry. You know, the contact takes so much energy out of you. So swimming along. And it's it, not just even just, it's just mind energy
0: as well. When someone's mm. tapping your toes, even it's just a,
1: an annoyance, isn't mm. it? so yeah. i didn't have any of that and then i was sitting on these feet and i just saw the severing of the group and i thought uh, i got to get on that so i swam around this dude and put on a big hard 50 100 meters and got i was the last man to get on this group and later on i turned around and there was like nobody behind us oh really so good move so i was pretty stoked with that but then when we came round the the boats at the at the far end it was the swim was going easy feeling really comfortable <laughs> thinking this is absolutely perfect and then on the way back in, it started to splinter a little bit and my lead out man just started to slow down and then I saw her too far behind and I was like, oh, what do I do, what do I do? And I ended up staying on this guy's feet and we were just getting slower and slower and slower and I knew I was losing time, but I was thinking, at the same time I was thinking, well, I'm swimming pretty easy, I might be giving up maybe a minute here, yeah. but I'm going to stick with it. And then just probably in the last... 300 metres or so some guy came steaming past and jumped on his feet and, and pulled me in so swim split I didn't know what it was coming out I didn't have my stopwatch going um, as it turned out it was 58 minutes and that's pretty much if, if you'd asked me what I'd swum I probably would have said 58 and
0: it was a slow down to swim too even yeah. even for the pros Like yeah. it was not It was a little bit slower it was a bit swelly yeah. you know even before you guys started it wasn't crazy yeah. but it was, you know, yeah. it was a bit kind of rolly
1: um,
0: and I would have said you know if I'd had a good
1: Lead out person. I probably would have swum fifty seven, which is kind of what I thought I'd expect. I, I thought fifty six would be a really good day, fifty seven would be solid, fifty eight would be a little bit disappointed. But the fact that I came out in fifty eight and had exerted very little energy, I was
0: I was pretty pleased with that. Yeah, nice. So get out, get out of the swim.
1: Get out of the swim, and yeah, the transition was uh, mayhem as you'd expect. Got my swim my uh, swim skin off, got my you know, skin's white skin top on, pretty smoothly, and. Tootling off and uh, onto the bike and no dramas getting on as you'd expect there's just people everywhere some going slow some going fast so Kuakini was a bit of a nightmare i will say there are some serious grandmas i got stuck behind this dude coming down palani and i was just yelling at him i almost got my drink bottle out and threw it at him he was going that slowly i was like mate just take your hands off the brake there's no cars and you're not allowed to pass going down there it's a no pass zone oh, I see so you're i thought I can't I'm not gonna pass him and get a penalty. Oh my god. God, it was just painfully. So we almost came to a standstill coming down the bottom. We was not in a happy place.
0: <laughs> you get disqualified because you beat yeah, violence. Up. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe
1: it! I couldn't believe it. Anyway, um, and as you expect, you know, through Kiwakini and up um, Polani, there's guys just absolutely smashing it. There's quite a few guys going at the right sort of pace. So, so
0: wait, you're ne- like I know power was the goal. So it was you yeah, were just sitting on power.
1: I was sitting about where I wanted to be, just mm. hovering around. You know, trying to hold my position, and it was marginally high, but not. Yeah, it was yeah. sort of maybe more half Ironman effort at, yeah. at times, but I was pretty comfortable with all that. And up Palani was pretty cool. You know, you got such big crowds going up there, and, and yeah, a lot of support. And then onto the Queen K, and that's when uh, you know you expect the packs over here. But I was a bit not naive, but I was it was a lot worse than I than I had anticipated. Yeah. There was some. Um, But um, by and large, most people were trying to stay out of the draft zone or trying to stay, you know, not taking the piss distance. But some people, it was just atrocious. You know, they'll be sitting at one or two metres for long periods of time. So I was uh, pretty disappointed about that. And yeah, there was so there was people smoking past on the outside and um, I was sort of sometimes holding my position, sometimes passing people, lots of freewheeling and just trying to stay out of the draft zone and then you you know, say so you roll into someone's draft zone, you're going, oh well, shit, I really should be passing this person now. I've rolled in their draft zone, but then you know, I've got to pass twenty people, so really unnerving. And I know it's like that at all these championship races, and I say if you don't want to be part of that, then go to another race. Um, but it was worse and worse than I anticipated and it was very difficult to hold any sort of constant power.
0: Well, it goes back to that thing of if I'm spending all my energy thinking about saying in draft zones, you know, I'm not really focusing on having my best race, am I? Mm. You know, it's a different thought process than, okay, what am I doing? What's the right decision to get myself mm. to the best position to the mm. finish line? Then? Or am I in, you know, if all your time you're just thinking about bloody draft zone? Mm. It, was, uh, it was, yeah, it was very unnerving. And but then
1: this massive big line, which must have been like the 58 minute, 59 minute group, started it turned up and it was easily 30 riders long. Mm-hmm. And I just got popped off the back of that and um, I was trying to get back on. And then when you come through aid stations, the whole group slows down. And uh, then I finally got on the back of that group. It was just sort of sitting pretty, and you know some people again passing, doing illegal passes, and cutting you off, and I'm like, "Jeez, get out of it!" <laughs> and then, and then um, Pod came past me.
0: Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, yep, yep. yep.
1: <clears throat> and just prior to that, I got a drafting penalty. Oh. And it was so hard not to draft. So I, I was dra- I, I, it was an infringement. What happened? Somebody passed me cut me off pulled in front of me and I was probably taking or I took longer than 20 or 30 seconds to drop out of his 7 metres yeah, and the
0: age groupers because in the pros I don't know if this is in the age groupers in the pros if you if you decide you're going to take you're going to get right to the front in, mm. in the I'm draft I'm pretty
1: sure that's the case you can't ride into someone 7 metres in front of me and that's what the guy did yep. cut me off so I have to start f- dropping back yeah. and just didn't do that quick enough and got pinged so it was a fair enough call Everyone was drafting. It's like the drugs and cycling. You yeah, kind of go yeah. So I just took it on the chin, and the the penalty box was quite some way away. It was towards. It was a, it was a long way down the Queen K. Can I just ask you, how how were you
0: feeling on the bike at this stage?
1: I was feeling okay. The power was when we were riding. The power was about where I wanted it to be. Yep. You know, plus or minus ten watts. But I was feeling okay. It's just constant freewheeling. So you just weren't moving that fast. And when I've ridden in packs in the past, um, you've kept a really good speed. And you're thinking, this is advantageous to be here because we're going, um, my watts are a bit lower and we're going at a really good pace. In this one, I'm thinking... You're better off. If I I would have had a faster ride time if I just TT that. But yeah. you couldn't. Uh, having said that, you couldn't do that because you're just constantly having to pass people, and you couldn't ride an even watts to get past people. Yeah. You'd have to be riding, you know, thirty watts above to be passing people. Otherwise, you just keep getting swamped. Yeah. So, um, it was it was a good learning experience for me. But back to the penalty box. Something. Have I just been singled out here? I'm bloody hell. <laughs> as a, so as a bit, a bit, you're annoyed. I was a bit annoyed, and I then I. Mean, I, I Got around to thinking. Oh well, shit, yeah. shit happens. Yeah. Phil Nade has been there. He says it doesn't really take much out of your time. So I thought, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll come into the pack, uh, come into the, the the penalty box, and we'll take it on the chin. As our pack is, and I'm miles back in the pack. As the pack is coming up to this penalty box, it's just like a one big line going into <laughs> oh, really? the penalty yeah. box. So <laughs> <done>. <laughs> and uh, and so I I pulled in. And it is mayhem. I'm not joking, there would have been 30 people there. um, And that was when I got there. There was a big queue afterwards as well. And I went, well, what do we do here? And there's one person writing down numbers. Everybody's screaming out their their number at this person. I didn't get my number recorded for at least a minute, if not two minutes. And she eventually got it down. But then nobody started a clock. I'd, I'd hit lap on, I stupidly hit lap on my. Garmin. Um, Garmin but then I realised it was on auto pause so it paused because what I decided to do I thought I'm going to sit here for 4 minutes then I'm out of here yeah. um, but it, it, it had gone on auto pause so I just waited there and, um, and there was a guy who'd come in at the same time as me and he got the all clear to go and I just went yep. because okay, there's no it. way uh, otherwise if I'd got the clock started when I eventually got to where they had the stopwatches no joke I would have been there 8 minutes if but it had sounds happened. as though, so you, you were saying last night I think they only had 4 people there? well I only saw 2 Oh really? So two yeah. people? When
0: they had thirty people coming,
1: it was absolute. It was a joke. Um, so we got to figure that one out. Um, it's just because oh, they, they, the whole drafting thing it did. Um, it, it did break the packs up, and from there on in, there was still packs. But they, what for me, there wasn't that lineup of thirty people. Yeah. Um, so it was, I think, somewhat effective.
0: Although a lot of your computers are up the road now. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: So um, then just just settled in after that, and. Uh, yeah, but you hear a lot see a lot of comments from people saying it was crazy windy, it was treacherous out there, and when we hit Waikaloa it did get pretty windy. Um and then it eased off and then it was windy again on the stretch up to Harvey and it was pretty decent wind, but it was nothing like what it can be. Yeah. It wasn't you know, when you did it you probably had the massive big gusts. Yeah. So it was much more of a wind. Well, if you look at the
0: time, so two thousand and four was probably the last big wind day we had. Mm. And I think if you did nine and a half that day, you got in the top 50, mm, you mm. know, so even, you know, sure, maybe guys are a little bit faster in the last 10 years, but, you know, like, I still think that that shows the significance of the wind on that day. Yeah. In comparison to what, you know, it was a windy day last, yeah. yesterday, but it wasn't like I would have thought, killer.
1: yeah, yeah. you look at last year's times, it might have been maybe 10 minutes slower on the bike. Yeah. Um, well, well Kingley,
0: what did he do about 117, He did
1: 420. He just killed everybody on the bike. Yeah. Uh. So it was slow on the bike, it was harder going, it was windy, but it wasn't, but it wasn't death. life-threatening wind. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, rode pretty well up to Harvey, um, started passing a lot of people again. Where I smoked, it was coming down from Harvey. Again, people just... So slow downhill. Yeah. Both Phil and I just put in the biggest string I had and just smoked past heaps of people. Yeah, who was I
0: speaking to? I think Crowy said he wished he had a, a bigger chain somewhere. Yeah. So I can't remember who it was. You'll hear in the interviews later on that so I didn't have a big enough chain ring on. There was
1: there was that section and there was a section along the Waikala stretch where that's pretty flat and again biggest biggest gear just and just absolutely was it, was it? obliterate that part was a lot of fun yeah because you were going i don't know 60k 50, probably close to 60k now 70 someone mentioned yeah so that was fun um so yeah caught quite a few people and, and really um the rest of the ride went f- fairly well i had a few people swamp me from time to time it was really nice when at one stretch i finally had a part where i was just sitting at my power and didn't have people coming over the top of me and I was just thinking this is more like it and got yeah. into a nice groove and then got swamped by this bunch again um, So so at this stage physically feeling fine? Feeling everything, okay nutrition, uh, nutrition was starting to block up a little bit on me and I was thinking oh this will probably be okay I'll just um, work it out and then um, yeah, all the way back down the Queen K uh, power was pretty good, and normally I fade quite badly on, on the bike, um, and it was it went pretty well towards the end. Power really dropped off because I got caught by a pack, and they were just started piss farting around and again. I thought, well, I passed these guys, but they're all just going to pass me back again. So I just thought, I'll consolidate. Yep. I will say I could have had an extra aid station towards the end because we must have got the last one before the well before the airport, and I probably didn't take on enough there, and I was just dying, absolutely dying, so it's still you know, 15 plus yeah. K to go. And car. That last
0: bit's a little bit tougher than you think isn't it? Oh, it's you just know, if it's any Ironman that last bit gets a bit kind of, okay I'm ready for this to be finished, you know, and, and the airport's actually a little bit further than what you oh. think it is isn't it? It's quite deceptive isn't it? It was yeah.
1: misery so I was gagging for a drink when I got in and feeling fairly optimistic coming off the bike I So, knew- so
0: time wise, what did you come off the so bike? So I think on? my
1: spike split was 5.07 yep. so I think if I'd had a really good ride without a drafting penalty would have been close to five yep. and that would have been a really good ride and um, that's what you were kind of thinking wasn't it yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah i was feeling optimistic i thought you know i haven't faded on the bike so energy's probably okay and um thought you know if i can pull off a, a good run um i'm not going to run myself into the top five but yeah. i thought you know i should my
0: placing probably be okay so at this time you're thinking what kind of time for the run
1: uh, yeah, realistically, I, I was talking a big games, sort of talking, you know, sub I want to go sub three, was, yeah. three flat, but realistically that was going to be the push goal Uh, and I still think I'm capable of that but I was thinking realistically I'll go off that pace but I'll be pretty happy with 3.05 and that's what I thought I I was capable of doing. Um, So set off and got into it wouldn't say I was feeling great um, but was holding the times early on sort of sitting around 4.15 to 4.20 and wasn't feeling excessively hot, um, passing lots of people but certainly feeling that um, I was starting to get blocked up taking on lots of fluids at the aid stations and by the time that I'd got to the end of lee, I knew things weren't looking <laughs> quite so good so yeah, rosy uh, so I wasn't doing the, th- the the 3k on 45 seconds off I was basically walking every aid station just maximising the ice, the fluids and just trying to stay as cool as possible and it was reasonably warm on the on Ali'i. Uh but passing plenty of people and thinking you know I'll yeah, and, and times were still a bit right? Yeah, and even when I started to drop to sort of 4.20s to 4.30s, I was thinking, well, if I sit, sit with 4.30s, it's not the end of the world, that's yep. still going to give me a reasonable split. And then as we sort of got towards back into town, it was it was starting to drop off reasonably quickly and went past good old Lucy Gossage, yep. gave her a tap on the ass, told her to get a move on, <laughs> and then got to Palani and walked the entire way at Palani. I was surprised how many people were running up Palani past me quite quickly. Yeah. So that was uh, a bit of a humbling experience.
0: So you just, just couldn't or
1: just? Uh, I tried briefly and just saw, no, this is got not in. a good idea. Let's yeah. just try to conserve a bit. And then once I got up onto the Queen K, it was uh, pretty much lights out straight away. Really? And uh,
0: So when you say lights out, what's happening?
1: So... Yes, yeah, just really starting to block, get blocked up. Um, legs were dead as well, so it was kind of a combo of nutrition going wrong and legs not operating. So there was a lot of walking on the Queen <laughs> K and it was not fun. It was basically just trying to get to aid station to aid station. So was not in a happy place, was not enjoying it at all. <laughs> There's no fun there in this. There was no fun, and that's what I was thinking. There is no fun in this. It certainly crossed my mind of DNFing So, right, so you, see,
0: you said last night you got to the energy lab and, and there was if there was an option you thought that may you know, like maybe you wouldn't have. But
1: yeah, I mean you're looking at the mile markers and you're going, I've got a long way to go. Yeah. And I started doing the maths on the pace that I was walking at. I was I was trying to walk briskly, but I was only like 11 minutes per K. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing the maths so saying, I got 20 Ks to go. I'm going to be out here for an awful long time. And so I walked. Mo- a, a, Big chunk of the Queen K, probably in at least half of it, and then I started vomiting. And once I started vomiting, uh, it was a proper. Because when you
0: think it's gone off the wagon, because I was waiting behind the finish line, and you could kind of saw the crew that. I expect you to come in with, and then you know, then Fellinader came in. Something, what the heck's happening? And, and you know, it's hard to know, you know, what's happening out there. And then eventually, someone comes up to me. One of the guys from Free Speed, he came up to me and he said, "Oh, John's on all fours out there spewing." <laughs> oh no, this is not good. <laughs> so we actually no. on the
1: ground spewing. Well, I had hands on knees, oh, okay. and uh, I just
0: did this, and they
1: call the ambulance. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was not pleasant. It was a lot coming out, and then I've got this dilemma. You know, I've got to keep trying to get something in, because that's yeah. all my lunch from, you know, probably, I don't know, two-thirds of the way there. through the bike, and so there's nothing in there, I'm feeling pretty light starting to sway a bit, and uh, and I'm walking, thinking, "Hey, I've been out here for a long time, I've got nothing in me, so I was trying to take stuff on aid stations, and then I'd get a K down the road and be vomiting again, mm. so it wasn't fun, and yeah, if there would, be, if, if there'd been an easy out, geez, it would have been pretty really tempting, because really I had twenty five Ks of walking to go. But once I had a couple of vomits I I felt a little bit better, and it was enough. I thought, all right, let's just see if we can jog, and I was able to jog, and the difference in speed was just astronomical. Yeah, it's, it's
0: crazy, isn't it? Because it like, you can be jogging like you feel like you're in slow motion, and it's ridiculously slow, but it's it's another level, isn't it? Yeah, I think I might
1: have... I, I haven't even looked at my splits yet, but I think I was running more like six to seven-minute Ks. Yeah. Um,
0: well, four minutes a K, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: so then the Ks started going back past a bit quicker, but I was still... Taking on a little bit of aid stations, then I'd vomit again. I was like, oh, God. So, walk every aid station, um, the odd walk here and there, and then just trying to jog from other times. But when I stopped to vomit, you know, I was there for quite a while. (laughs) And so it really was not much fun. And I told my wife when I ran past her, I'm I'm coming back to do this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's in the background. When he went past his wife, he goes, there's no way I'm doing this. (laughs) He's got a contract out when he got home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, so I would. I'm, re- I'm really glad that I did finish because you know seeing all the comments on from listeners on Facebook and stuff it was uh, it was good I, d- I wouldn't say that the finish was a, an amazing buzz for me or no. anything like that it no, was I'm just sure kind was of get, get
0: down the finishing shoot. Yeah. Um, well, we've got a photo of we had a photo of you coming up the finishing shoot, and the guy behind you had his arms <laughs> pumping well, John's pumping his arms and then it's, oh no it's the guy behind him <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah came across the finish line and uh Waddled off and the the people at the catches there were saying, "Man, you see, you're walking the fastest out of everybody here." I was like, "I've had plenty of practice the last <laughs> twenty k's."
0: <laughs> so you weren't actually that hurt, like, no? You know, like isn't like hurt, isn't? I mean, as my a,
1: legs were sore, but, but they like, weren't weren't crazy. Yeah. So if
0: you ran a three, you'd be stumbling around.
1: I was just smoked because. You know, I hadn't had any nutrition yeah. and I've got to apologise for all the people that came up to me after the race and said hello, listened to the show and stuff, I probably wasn't all there and I hopefully I wasn't too rude um, no, no, but it was, it was really nice to meet so many people out there and you would have met lots yeah, more as well yeah, and awesome. lots encouraging on, on out there on the course um, so yeah and I think I don't know, I think some people might think I'm devastated and embarrassed because I put it all out there and it's like nah, I, I was actually over it, once I was like when I was on the Queen K, I was like, bugger this, you know, let just, just get through it and yep. finish it and I'm over it and I'm looking forward to holidays. holiday. So I've learnt, learnt huge amounts in this whole Project 2014 in terms of my own training, how I'll coach better and more effectively in the future, and then, you know, learned a huge amount from the race. You know, the run went shit, but it was really good for me to go through the process of the swim and the bike and, and experience the run again. And so I'm a hell of a lot better coach for it. wouldn't say I'm a better athlete for it and haven't got the answers as to why it didn't go to plan. I mean, there is... I was
0: saying things. last night, you know, like, in this race, there's so many variables, and, mm. and it's hard to put your finger on once that that's the reason it went wrong, mm. you know? And, you know, like, it's... it's You see so many people, like, you. post-race, is always the person who's elated because they had a great race, and then there's a lot of people who are hugely disappointed. Like Marino, you'll hear Marino, I get 20 seconds out of him, I'm not coming back. You know? <laughs> and, and it wasn't like a joke. He was like, no, I'm not coming back. And, yeah. You know, this, this race sucks. And... Uh, you know, it's just, it's a hard one to correct.
1: Every time we come here, when you're in, the, in that post-race area, there is next to nobody who says they have a good race. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, yeah. there was only one person, Mimi Winsberg, said she had a good race because she came into it quite unfit, and so she was had stoked with her yeah. low expectations. She exceeded that. I didn't have one other person who said there yeah, a race. Someone fox,
0: someone fox, will interview him, and he was he pretty. You get the old one, but yeah, majority. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rare if you get someone who goes. Oh, I just nailed that. Yeah, you know, like it's
1: pretty hard race. So I would say um, bike conditions were tougher than usual, or the of late. But I would say on the run, yeah, very the good conditions. In, second second half of that run, I wasn't exe- it was hot, but it wasn't excessively hot. So I was really surprised that there wasn't more carnage on the run. I was hoping for some walking partners, you know, to set up a little walking club. <laughs> well let's walk us in boys. And uh yeah, we can do
0: this. Didn't didn't happen. So I remember when I did Taupo years ago, one of the runs and I was having a bad day and I'm walking along, me and this guy walking together. We walked for probably 10K. Yeah. And I was and we're like, we're good mates and he goes, I think I can run now. I'm
2: like, Why can't <laughs> he can't, I can't run and leave me
1: alone and he just took off
0: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah
1: disappointing that didn't get a result I wanted um, but yeah I'll evaluate and figure out why but you know I think best case scenario for me if I'd had a great race I probably might have snuck into the top 10, top 10. Yep. there's no way I would have gone in the top 5 those well, dudes what the age group winner? it he was about oh, 50. he was the fastest fastest age group overall Yeah, uh, but you know I was going on and on about all these dudes who are amazingly fast. Lots of them bombed out. Yeah. So the, f- the front two in our age group were two of the big hitters, but a lot of the other dudes. The same
0: were, guy, because I saw him on the run. He wasn't sharp. Was he was eighth, seventh, eighth, yeah, something like yeah, that. So
1: it was. Um, it's the standard is just so high over here if you're not on your A game you are history
0: so overall not the best performance but no. not, not going to really cry been, no
1: I'm looking forward to my holiday
0: yeah. it's now time to chillax and have a
1: and, break and well, I, I certainly did slow down on the bike and on the run actually when the pro guys and the girls were coming past I thought oh, I'm going to have a little walk here and uh, and watch them come through and that was kind of cool um, just just a bizarre top ten on the boys. Side so of go, okay, so we're going to look at the pros. Absolutely so, crazy. So,
0: so fascinating race. Sebastian Kinlay had a great race and uh, really took it to them. And and you know, like there was a bit of talk this week around Sebastian saying that he had a foot injury. So there was a bit of a cloud over if we thought he could perform. If it turns out, well, I don't know if it, we wouldn't actually ask him when I interviewed him if he did have the foot injury, but it didn't seem to be a problem. You know, he ran a two fifty four. He had it, so he probably in the coverage you would have seen. He was basically walking the bloody aid stations. He was going very, very slow. So, you know, if he needed to, he could have gone faster. He probably just ran to, to get the win. Um, so so you, would have, you would have picked him, maybe. Yeah, a lot of people picked from him. From there onwards.
1: From there on. So when, on, when we were coming back on the bike, I they were coming up. I think they were just coming up the, um, what's the name of the hill out of that town? Little, the port? Quai High, I think they were just coming up the hill out of quai High and I saw him on the front, which was un- not not surprising, but then I saw somebody on a specialised behind him and I thought it was Bevan Docker down, I was going, go Bevan,
0: go Bevan, Yeah, unfortunately, so I'm not, he not, not quite sure day. who it was. He, he, I spoke to him, he didn't really want to do an interview, he was a bit, kind of in, <laughs> a bit pissed off I think, but, so, but he was saying his legs weren't there.
1: But as a, you know, the amazing top 10, Bevan and I counted, there was only 3 in the top 10 from last, from last year. year, so I don't think hardly anybody. So you think who was who's in the top ten that you would have picked? You go Keane Lake probably, Fredino probably, uh, Van Leer probably, Bart Arnouts, probably. The rest
0: you may have said Potts here. Good day, good. would have gone to top yeah. top yeah. five and ten.
1: Yeah, but the rest of them, Ben Hoffman, it's like. What what have you done? You got second. To second. <laughs> you don't just have to be there. Yeah, you do. You do you race, you <laughs> no, no, it. You raced it. You it. i joking. Based on he, the street, yeah. He got second to Bevan at, at Man, Texas, um, and then you look at Sylvie. No, I, I don't know enough about him. The Frenchies are, are often pretty quiet, but he I think he he did pretty well at ITU Worlds. I think I did pick Nils, Nils Fromhold to be in the top ten. So that I even
0: you said before. why did I, was I pick like, him?
1: Did I make a mistake there? Was I thinking he yeah. was someone else? Tim Van Burkle, you know, again, really good athlete, but you normally wouldn't, he's never had a top 10. It no, oh, was the first time here, I think he said. Yeah. yeah, and Roman Guilherme, again, Ironman winner, but you'd normally say he's going to explode on the run, yeah. and, uh, and he didn't. So good old uh, U-Place had 9th uh, and 10th there. I'll probably be okay with that. But just crazy. Some good, reasonable, reasonable run times there, but only 2.47 for Fredino, 2.48 for Potts. Uh, we're in car free. Basically outran just about every single guy apart from those two. Well,
0: she did. She did a two two fifty thirty, wasn't it? I think yeah, she did. So she cup, basically had the second fastest. She
1: had Van Burkel well, yeah. who did fifty as well, and Bart Arnott who did two fifty twelve. So she's sort of fourth. It's just ridiculous. She
0: really is just an amazing athlete, isn't she? Yeah. She really is just you're male again. Um, she really is. Just, you know, so throughout the race, so we were out in the race and I was hanging out with some Aussie crew and, and some locals who were a bit drunk, which was heaps of fun. And I got an interview with one of the drunk locals, so that's, <laughs> that's good you'll hear that later on. But I, we were standing at the 15K mark in the race and at that point she was still 11, but just under 11 minutes off. Mm. And I'm talking to the Aussie crew and and, uh, and I'm going, ah, oh, I don't think she, you know, it's just too far, you know. Mm. And, and at that stage, Reef was looking all right. She was, you know. If, she, if you had a bad run of you go maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: it was just, Man, that was an amazing performance. It was. So she ran 250.26, Bike 5.05, so she's losing over 10 minutes to, to some of the girls. You know, uh, Daniela Reef rode 454. And had, and, yeah. And she's in Carfree, now 5.05, and then 250.26. So I think it was 14
0: more. minutes behind off the bike. That's crazy. That is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And, and so when you'll hear the interview I do later on. And she said, she got off the bike and said, I'll, I'll be happy with the top five today. Yeah, and and she got and she got to the point because the top when she got to the five there was basically the, you know she got to third pretty quickly, mm. um, and she goes and then she kind of starts getting I think out of the energy lab she saw Joycey up the road yeah and then well you know and then just gunned it crazy that's
1: that's just phenomenal isn't it so the, the girls top ten is a lot more predictable than the guys but I would still say there's plenty of names in there that you wouldn't have picked so you would have said Carfrae yep Danielle yep. Reef probably Joycey probably pretty good good step up for Jodie Swallow yeah, I think I she she she'll be pretty happy with that Karen she Steffen, got drafting
0: penalty, I think she said. oh really yeah she was yep. a bit annoyed by that
1: Karen Steffen, you say yep Julia Geiger possibly would have picked her Liz Liles probably wouldn't have picked her but she's been sub 9 before and then Gina you would have picked her and how many is that Mary was 6, 8 Mary, Mary Beth was and ninth, and Liz Blatchford was 10th Karen Abraham popped me an email last night yes, and said sorry. she got 11th who would have picked it because she listens to the oh, Abraham <laughs> who would have picked it I don't know if anybody did but she got 11th I don't think she will be very happy with that but she did she came back with a 302 marathon so I think she'll be happy with that um, yeah. but she won't be happy with a 5.11 or a 106
0: such a good weapon for Marinda to pull off but isn't it you know yeah. like you think of video game analogies it's like she has this weapon that just no one else has and mm. You know, because, you know, she's a little bit weaker in the swim, a little bit weaker on the bike, but that run is just something special, isn't it? I mean, those girls, you know, they obviously went out and did it. You know, riding
1: 454 and 456, that's not pissing her out. No, 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 no.
0: Although you'll hear when I speak to Joyce later on that, you know, she just had a bad run day for her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if she just had a solid run day on her standard... You she know. still would have had
1: to go five, f- four minutes quicker. She ran a 306, so for her to run... She yeah. would have had to run three flat, but that's yeah. that's, that's doable yeah. for her. Uh, so I think other things I take out of that top ten. Gina Crawford came home with three hundred one. Um, yeah, she a was really a bit behind ride. off the
0: bike, so she did well to kind of five
1: seventeen. That's a shocker. Yeah, she, yeah, um, she
0: because uh, she she was with the front budget at the first part of the bike, but then yeah, mm. when she came off, I was like,
1: oh no. Um, so yeah, cool. It would have been a cool race to watch. Yeah, yeah, because it was uh, Daniela Reef. You know, didn't have you yeah, she would have had a little bit of lead over Joycey and. And then you see we're in the car free car free there. It would have been would have been fun to watch that one.
0: Yeah, no, it's good day, good day. So what we're going to do now, team, is we're going to get uh, start the interviews. So we're going to do all the interviews with the pros, um, mm-hmm. and then after that, I've just got kind of my coverage throughout the day, and um, and then some interviews with some of the athletes from you know who follow the show and athletes as they come across the finish line as well. So we'll check them in now.
3: Here you go, mate. We've got Sebastian Kenley here, world champion. How you feel? Uh my legs are sore, and um, uh, and my head is probably feeling like I got an overdose of uh, whatever you want. <laughs> uh, at what point uh, did you know you hit it? Uh, 80 80 meters um, before uh, before the uh, before the finish line. I never feel safe at at at, um, at this race because um, I I've seen so many people. Uh, um, and they looked, they looked like they, uh, they are safe. And uh, but they, they are not. And uh, I never try to, to, think about, you know, having it in the, in the uh, books or something. And just like, shut this, this uh, sword down and uh, just keep going till the end. And and uh, open your eyes um, uh, 80 meters before the finish line and start to enjoy. I, I was so afraid you know that I will cramp up running down Palani Road and uh, probably whatever fell over and never stand up again and just they, they have to uh, to dig me a um a grave at the roadside ditch there or something and uh, I was i really i uh, I just tried not to think about it and uh, yeah um, stay focused till the end that's that's the only thing you could do and that's I think that's probably also the the secret to to winning it you know never. Uh, let your mind drift away and just stay focused. So just quickly tell us about your day. You know, this swim bike run. Um, uh, swim was probably what I could expect in a in a on a good day. Of course, I could not expect to uh, to go out of the group with the front guys, and I um, I know that it's gonna be a um, a rough swim. Uh, we had some some swell out there, a little bit choppy and. Uh, also, I mean the guys. Um, this year, they uh, there were some amazing talent in, uh, in in the in the swim too, and I know that it's probably not gonna be the usual like uh, 40 guy top group, but more like a little bit smaller with uh, 20 guys, and that was just what what happened. But I had some uh, cause some great company in the in the in the in the second group uh, with James Kanema and uh, Tyler Butterfield and uh, Luke McKenzie and. Uh, those guys, they they were not just uh, hanging hanging on my back wheel or something. They everybody had the same the same goal: first catch the catch a the group, then uh, then let the games begin. And um, so uh, yeah, we 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 uh, we made a great effort um, uh, in catching catching group, and uh, I did. And um, uh, you know, sometimes you you talk a lot about tactic in the weeks leading up to the race and then everything comes different and I just like didn't wait very long, just went when I caught the group and uh, just I wanted to put pressure on the, on the group and uh, it worked out very well. I didn't want to really attack to drop them, just like to make everybody suffer and uh, try that the group is not staying together. It's the best for me if everybody is riding on, on his own. And that was the case at the end. And that's the reason why we, we had some, uh, some bigger gaps at the end. And uh, that's the thing, what, what I need to do on the, on the bike uh, without nuking myself. And uh, I didn't. And uh, there was enough in the tank for a decent run. And so then going into the run, you knew you had about five minutes in the lead. What was the, what was the thoughts going through your head at that stage? Nothing. Just <laughs> left foot, right foot, left foot, right point? foot, drink, eat, ice. Just don't think about anything, what's happening behind, just uh, go by yourself. If you are leading with a bigger margin, it doesn't make any sense to, to watch people behind you and uh, make your decision based on what they are doing, that's the stupidest thing you could probably do and that's the um, safest way to, to screw up the race. Um, uh, just run on that effort, you uh, you feel good and that's what I did. It's, um, I try not to overdo it at the, at the first stretch and i mean in the last few years i, I had the experience um, uh, that you could still lose the race with uh, like a like a big lead more than 10 minutes um uh, and uh, and you and and you don't even finish the race at the end so Never feel safe and just like keep keep going. <laughs>
0: just lastly, what was it like to, to get to the finish line? You know, to see the crowd, to turn that corner into
3: Heli drive, knowing you had it. You know, what, what's that like? Tell us about that. Everybody asks about it, but you know, it's so difficult to describe because it's this mixture of feeling, being completely uh, everything is hurting. You know, everything, even your hair is hurting. And, uh, and at the same time you're so happy and uh, yeah I, I think yeah that's that's the reason why, uh, why people are doing the sport, you know I mean, if not everybody experienced at least part of it, nobody will do the shit because it's just hurting. But it's so nice at the end, you know to, to have the feeling to have done it. and I mean you probably have saw, saw um, Jan Fordeno, Olympic champion crossing the line, he had a flat today, you know third place in uh, probably every other race you see him very pissed um, uh, being third, here he was super happy and that's just a thing that you could only experience in long uh, long course racing and especially Kona yeah. Hey, congratulations, right? you're a champion I've got, the, I've got
0: the world champion Maroon McCaffrey with me here mate. tell me about your day that was
4: a tough one. <laughs> um, honestly, I we, we kind of had a pretty slow swim, but I was in good company coming out of the water. And then I had you know some good people around me at the start of the bike. But we were losing time to those front girls pretty rapidly. And uh, the last half of the bike, I just really kind of tried to stick my head down and try not to lose too much more time um, getting off the bike. 440, 1440 down on the likes of Rachel and, and Daniela Riff, the rookie. Um, We didn't know what she'd run, but I knew she'd be super tough. She's clearly shown this year that she's kind of unstoppable. So Uh, I was worried (laughs) for sure. I started the run out and just sort of thought, well, you know, a top five would be great. So so
0: at that time you're thinking, you know, the win may be out of your way today.
4: Absolutely. I I wasn't thinking about the win anymore. I was more focused on just, you know, trying to get in that top five if I could. Um, And, you know, especially after those first 10 miles, the front girls really weren't slowing down. They went through quick. I think I only took about 240 out of them in 10 miles, which is not normal for me. Normally those times come down a little quicker, but I knew I was running well and I just told myself to be patient and... You know, pick one off at a time. Not think about how, how much time it is to the leader, and just try and you know move up as fast as I, as far as I could. And um, fifth place actually turned into third because those three girls were together, so that was quite nice. Um, and then yeah, I was yeah, I I don't know how I got, got to the lead there. Those other you know Daniela and Rachel are such strong bikers, and and I knew they'd run very well. So I don't know, I just buried myself and and got to the front well, well,
0: you know you you know, far out, you're on this race many times now was that the, the most hurt you've ever had to go through?
4: everyone's different everyone hurts um you know 11 hurt a lot trying to catch Chrissy 12 hurt a lot because I was completely dehydrated um in the last 10 miles with the hardest 10 miles of my life so they all hurt in different ways um you know you expect it coming here to be in the pain cave
0: so, so you know you, you start off the run you know thinking top 5 would be pretty cool you get to the point where you're in third and now you know you're in for a chance what's gone through your head then you know, you, oh, I suppose another question I have for you probably more importantly is what are you thinking about in the race at those times
4: um, I'm just trying to stay calm um, most of the run um, trying to stay calm trying to take in my fluids um, where I can um, and just doing a systems check making sure I'm not going too fast um making sure i'm going as fast as i can uh without you know overdoing it so i'm just trying to stay internal focus on myself and just tick over those miles as as best as possible and stay efficient
0: and at what point did you know you're going to catch?
4: i i think um once i came out of the energy lab um i could see rachel so i thought okay well second place is in my sights but uh, again nothing's given here um you know, as, as we've seen, great champions have, have fa- faltered in the latter parts of the race. So I kind of, well, you know, once I caught Rachel, I sort of set my sights on Carolyn, oh, not Carolyn, sorry, um, uh, Daniela then because I, I could see her. Yeah. Um, but I, I honestly, not until I was sort of could actually see that she was a minute ahead and that was still four miles to go and I thought okay in four miles I should be able to take out a minute because I, I, I guess she must have been fading pretty badly in those last few miles because I think I took out a lot of time and through the energy lab so um, yeah I mean I sort of got a little bit excited but again I, you know it's just a matter of putting one foot in front of the other and hope to god they don't have a second wind.
0: When you pass do you make sure you put the hammer down a little bit just to kind of totally break them?
4: For sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you don't. You don't want to make that mistake. These athletes are way too smart, way too strong. Um, so if you if you have a chance to go past, and if you have the energy to bury someone, you do it every single time. Um, and that's just I have so much respect for them. It's not no other reason than I respect them too much to to give them an inch.
0: You've done this so many times now. Is it still just the most amazing high coming down a drive, turning into a drive? You got the crowds, you know. Talk through that.
4: Yeah, um, actually, coming down Polani, the the crowds down Polani are phenomenal, and it's so nice after being on the Queen K. I mean, there's some crowds out in the Queen K, but nothing like Polani, and then. Crowds uh, down along Cookini. Uh, you take the left, left on Cookini. Amazing crowds there too. But for me, I like I try not to relax until I get to Ali'i drive, and that's really where you can you just soak it up. And um, I always see familiar faces. Jim Felt was there. Um, my old sponsor, Bill Riddell. He's always in the same spot there from Cannondale. Those guys. That's who you race for you race for the people who support you and to see their faces and how excited they are that's what it's all about that's what really what, bring, what brings me back here and that's what pushes me all the time to to race for more than just myself for my supporters and my team
0: oh, you really showed you a true champion today seriously i think a lot of people would written you off at a certain point not you know purely because you know you had to show a, a legendary effort and you really showed it today you're a great champion mate and thank you for your time
4: oh, thank you i appreciate it <laughs> cheers
5: i got Pete jacobs here from australia it wasn't your day today mate what happened uh, what happened, what happened this year happened, you know, it's, um, yeah, just one of those years where uh, nothing went to plan, you know, I sort of started from, well, behind scratch really with, uh, you know, a couple of Ironmans in the legs in late July and training started, you know, a week or so later in early August and, um, you know, it was going okay, about five weeks all right, but then uh, three weeks ago I did a session that was a bit, I was, on t- I was tired, like fatigued. And I pushed through it because I was with a mate and then sort of took a couple of weeks to recover from that. So sort of derailed myself mentally and physically in the last few weeks because I just, you know, got was fatigued and, you know, just wasn't feeling it a week and a half ago still. Uh, someone, a reporter said, you know, really, you know, most pro athletes would know how they feel about an event deep down. And I said, look, I, I don't know how I feel about it because I was still a bit fatigued and, and just wasn't uh, in that mind frame. So... You know, I came here knowing I'd done probably five good weeks of work, but um, you know that's that's not enough here. When guys have like yarn, I know, you know, from this day last year was training well. Sebby's just you know months and months of good training, and you know they, they were all in great shape at Mont Tremblant, so much earlier than I was. So all of that stuff, you know, it's motivation for how to plan my year for next year and um, not make the same mistakes again. But you know, it, it is it's a it's a fine edge. It's a tough sport. Uh, it's a tough job to get right, and um, you know, I guess that's the way it goes. I've got the benefit of, you know, some natural talent, but you know, my, my downfall is the the you know that I also get the fatigue issues and can't train as much as others. So, you know, you got to get get what you can, you know, take what you can get. So today, just from the start, you knew you went there. The start felt good. I was really loose and um, fresh. Started great in the swim started sort of in the lead and then merged with Andy Potts and someone on his feet moved back into third and then um, Frodo no then then Jan pulled up past me and took it to the front and then suddenly we had pairs in the swim all the way back and I was sitting back in about sixth or you know in the in the third or fourth pair back and uh yeah just cruising felt all right and start of the bike felt pretty good pretty fresh because like yeah like I say the last few weeks hasn't really been able to do that much hasn't felt like you know the last three weeks should have and um so I was fresh I knew I was fresh but then you know just a little still a little bit of fatigue I guess hanging around and about 50k or so in 60k in just dropped off the back and um yeah from there it just got worse and hot and windy out there it's not a good combination when you're not feeling hundred percent and if you're not hundred percent here you do just get you get eaten up and spat out and yeah. you know when I'm good I'm good when I'm bad I'm terrible <laughs> Good <honest answer. laughs> so so for
0: you then uh you know obviously a little bit better to dream board or, or probably more it's about getting through a season injury free and, and and managing your kind of your, the struggles that you have around fatigue
5: yeah I mean I, I couldn't run I didn't want to run I started when I f- was dropping off I'm like no nah, I'm still gonna finish yeah. still think it's the right thing and everything um, but then as it went and I got more and more fatigued and my legs started to sting and yeah everything was a bit sore in the legs I'm like I've already done that twice this year um, because I had to for other reasons I, I can't do it a third time this year put myself through that physical pain and stress that I'm not ready for and then because I'm not in good shape today you know that's gonna be a long time and you know, I've got things to look forward to. I've got to make some money. I'm going over Challenge Bahrain. So I've got to look about, you know, what I should be doing. You know, what's the, what's the right move, the smart move, you know, not the, not the sort of emotional, you know, just want to finish another one, get the medal here and, uh, you know, respect the course a bit. But, you know, I just had to make the smart choice and, um, yeah, not, not kill myself again out there for, my, for health as well and all of those reasons.
0: Um, you know what you think?
5: What's that? You know what you want
0: to thank. You know, like because you know when you when you've won the thing, you know you get all this attention. It's, you know when you heard about it, it's obviously a lot of people have been a part of your journey. So you know what you want to kind of
5: say thanks. To? Um, yeah, I mean Jamie's a massive part of, of our team, and um, she manages all the relationships with sponsors, and um, you know getting product organised, and hats printed, and amazing amount of work goes into just this race in itself. So many emails. It's. Uh, you know, it's not just turn up and, and do it. You know, and there's a lot of behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff yeah. for business a professional yeah. business to come here. And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, she's been amazing. and uh, But all my sponsors have been amazing. And, you know, but I'm really looking forward to, you know, starting afresh next year um, in in many ways, I guess. And, um, you know, thanking everyone with some good results next year. Hey, good work,
0: mate. And uh, I know the result you wanted this time, but I'm sure you'll be back just as strong next year, mate. Yeah. Bring it on. Thank Look up being open. Of course.
6: Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I executed my perfect race, I think. Sebastian was sort of untouchable. He just took it to us on the bike, and it was, uh, you know, he's a true champion. But, um, you know, I did did my best race and tried to stay really smart all day. And, you know, I rode really solid, put myself in a good spot, and I knew I had to run, you know, in my back pocket. So just tried to stay on my pace and you know in the end it, it turned out really well i uh you know i changed places a few times out there third second fourth whatever it was and then uh yeah in the end i was you know I had Jan chasing me down and it was a little bit uh a little bit scary there but i just you know same thing try to stay you know in my race and uh yeah and hold my pace and you know it was good enough to, to hold on to second so i'm ecstatic saw you in the energy lab, and uh,
7: you look like you're really running well. What part of the marathon, or when, when did you start to feel that you might have locked up a, a second place or a, a you know a high place in this?
6: Uh, when I crossed the line. Yeah, I mean, really, it's you know this race is so crazy, man. I had some hamstring cramping in the last five or six miles, and uh, you know, like I said, with Yon closing on me, it was it was a little spooky because you know I had to keep, I'd really shorten my stride, and uh, you know just hold on for dear life. So really until I came down on a lead drive and, uh, was able to kind of open up the stride a little bit more, you know, I, di- I, didn't, uh, didn't know that I had it in the bag. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible, man. I feel I, it doesn't seem real, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, beyond, beyond happy. It's beyond my wildest dreams. So and uh,
7: it, it kind of pains me to see the americans doing so well but just one last one for you what does it mean for you and andy potts and that to to finally put uh american triathlon back on the on the kona map
6: yeah i mean it was a big part of what i wanted to do i know there was we we had a good you know strong contingent here this year there was quite a few american men and i felt that i was one of the strongest ones and i think i showed that and it's been a while chris lieto i think was the last one that got in there and obviously the boom in 01 and 02 so yeah i mean it's great to be back up there you know there's one more step to take and uh Nothing's guaranteed out here, but I'll give everything I have next year to try to go one more. Thanks, mate. Congratulations, mate. We've got
8: Crow here right now, mate. So uh, so maybe just talk us through your day a little bit. Yeah, well, I had a good swim. I had a slow start, but I was able to swim swim back onto the back of the front group. And then about 400, 400 or 500 from the finish, someone dropped the feet, and the gap opened a little. But I was able to come around two or three guys and, and come right in on the back of that front group. Quick transition, and I was I was on the group first half mile and uh it was very comfortable for 50k to be honest um winds were up early i think the you know the the brutally honest assessment is when sebastian came through and Marino and mikey at kawaii the pace just lifted and uh i think that's what you lose as you get older you can go at a good pace like 42 43 on the flats felt comfortable but 48 did not and those young guys just have an extra gear that I don't have anymore. And uh,
0: when, when, you won that, when you had that perfect day here, you 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 know you had it all together that day, didn't you?
8: Yeah, well, I was the guy going off the front yeah. that yeah. day. I was the guy who initiated the break at the airport. And then when we got caught, I was the guy who initiated again at Kauai High. And I think when you're a bit younger and a bit stronger, you have that extra gear. And I just didn't have it. No excuse. I, I just didn't have it. Sebast- I was very comfortable until Seb Van Hunaka and, and Twalsi came through and then... It went up a notch, and gap slowly opened, and... Uh,
0: Can I ask, what was that moment like? You know, because it's that acceptance, isn't it? You know, like...
8: Well, yeah, yeah. All year, you hope that's not going to be the case. But when it happens, you, you, there is a bit of a resignation. Although, I must say, I'm not a quitter, and I know this race... I know this race is never over till it's over... And you know what? I could see guys dropping off the front group, and I didn't lose sight of the front group. And in fact, probably five miles out from half hours, probably a minute off, but I made the turn only 20 seconds down, so I shut the gap. And, uh, but we had a headwind, and it's funny, you know, when you make that turn, a lot of the guys didn't stop at special needs, but I did, and Marco Albert did. And we were together, but it was fast. It was 65, 70k an hour, that first six miles. That group was out of sight. The you know, the Tim O'Donnell, Tim Merkel group. Got glimpses of them here and there, but they were out of sight and uh, Yeah, I mean, you just don't have that extra gear to bridge and you really need to be in that group. So But what's the you know I didn't quit, I just I I rode as hard as I could the whole way back. Tried to steady state it dropped my chain. Yeah, that's the thing too, you know, when you I mean the year I won Vegas I got a flat tie, but when you in that sort of career-best form, it doesn't matter. You switch the wheel out and bang. Two minutes later, you're in the group, and then you're on the front of it. <clears throat> you know, I noticed last year when I flooded here, I just didn't have that extra gear. And, and when wow. Keen Lake, Twolzeck, and Van Dunecker came past, you know, by the time I dropped my chain, the horse had bolted. I mean, I wouldn't say I was resigned to not being on the podium, but you're not in the ideal position. And uh, But you know what? I have no regrets. I, I did the best race I could. Um the chain skipped I was totally in my fault i had so much momentum cresting this hill i don't know why i was changing down it just skipped straight off and then got wedged in the f- between the the chain ring and the frame and like i say when you're going great those things don't happen or if they do you you get them out and you, you you know two minutes later you know the group i was riding with at the time marco and igor amorelli and luca just caught us you know i got then i was on my own again and uh but you know what that's could have been a blessing in disguise because I just then rode at my own power and never really had good legs on the run but but toughed it out so um would have loved the top five halfway in the run I would have loved the top 10 I think I'm gonna have to settle for 12th and uh but I'm glad I came back I had no issues with my back um sorted sorted that problem out I think just with a lot of due diligence and, and working with some good people, and uh, it's just nice to be. It's just nice to have to deal with the pain of the race and not the pain of your body. So, from that aspect, it was an enjoyable race. So, um, I did what I could. You know, the sad truth is there were 11 better Ironman athletes than me in the world today, and uh, no real excuses. That's that's the best I had. So, I,
0: I heard you saying before how it was quite nice um, to get the. Probably the acknowledgement from the age group is out there, you know, obviously most people knew this would be your last day, even no matter what the result was. Um, you know, like you're saying that quite a few people would just give you a lot of love out there.
8: Very humbling, you know, because i I just just an athlete like anybody else who trained very hard, got a lot of good opportunities, had a lot of good luck when I needed it, had a lot of good people help me. Was able to capitalise when I was in shape and then win some win some titles get get on the podium you know i think five world titles and three silver medals a couple of top four uh top fives and just have that impact on people people stopping in the middle of their race just it was humbling you know i I must say i was i was blown away by it because wasn't in the top 10 i was 12th that last six miles and people were just paying me so much respect i I'm getting choked up I am now thinking about it. it's just uh, you know they're in the middle of a world championship as well so I just came here to do the best I could that's all I ever did so happy to get that much respect I can tell you that
0: that's so what you're meant to get out of today's race, mate. You've been a true champion, and I think that's why, you know, you, you represent what this sport is all about. And, you know, hard work and, 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 you know, just true character as a person. And, you know, everyone who's listening to this, and I'm sure everyone out there today has just loved being watching a part of your career. And I know you've been probably given a bit of shit about retiring ten times, but I'm pretty sure you're probably hanging up your boots today. So, um, you know, we just love everything you've done in your career, mate. You are a
8: legend of the sport. Well, thank you. Yeah, John Farnham had about five retirements. So I've had, <laughs> I've had two, and I think that's... I won't, be, I, I won't be racing Kona again. Yeah. But I uh, I just want to say a huge shout-out to Sebastian Kienle. World Championship performance. Ben Hoffman and Jan Fredino, class acts as well, you know. So I think it was a worthy podium. And it is a changing of the guard. These young guys are... They're hungry, they're focused, they're disciplined. And they're in their prime. And, and I think you saw... Just some quality, quality racing out there. and you know, I didn't like to be on the back end of it, I can tell you that. They, they have some power, those boys. You know, when Sebastian and Marino came past at 12-seek, it was, you know, the pace went up. It was like, these boys mean business. But, um, yeah, hats off to those boys. thats I think we the podium is, w- is certainly worthy. Yeah, well, thanks for your time, mate. Love your work.
0: We've got Andy Potts here, mate. Tell us about your day
9: uh the day was long as it always is here in kona um the 2014 iron man world championships was a hot one it was to be expected um saw lots of lava rocks out there <laughs> um you know when my eyes weren't rolling into the back of my head uh you know I, I felt like the swim was a little warm uh the bike was a little warm um but i i felt like i gave myself a chance out there on the bike um and then my running leg sure showed up
0: yeah totally because in the last few few years we've seen you you kind of get off the bike and often in a good position start the run strong and you kind of fade. But you you look strong all day didn't you yeah you know i think that's uh um this is the first uh race i've had in
9: almost two years that uh i've been healthy to start for like the past two months so it's not just like healthy on race day it's healthy to train day in day out for the you know get that consistent training in and you know, when I'm healthy, I'm, I'm not too bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. What about for your own confidence? Because you know you've been around the, been around this game for a while now, and you know this place here, you haven't always got the results you desired. You know, so today obviously is a bit of a bit of a kind of a booster for you as well.
9: Yeah. You know, um, I was hoping for a top three. Yeah. Um, so, not quite there. No. Yeah. No. Um, I thought I was good enough to to uh, to get a top three, yeah. um, uh, but I got some more work to do. I, I looked at last year. Uh, and uh, I didn't get the chance to race, but um, I learned a lot from being on the sidelines and applying that to the previous five years of actually racing. And uh, I think I took some valuable lessons out of it and um, was able to prepare better because I, uh, you know, um, started to figure some things out—not everything, but some things.
0: So, so actually, being away from the race gave you some insight that that made you race wiser today.
9: Yeah, um, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> right, I, I would have rather had Race Insight by racing last year, but uh, yeah, no, I know um, I'm i a lot more pleasant to be around uh, when I get the
0: opportunity to race. So. Hey, well, well done, mate. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So we've got Tim Van
10: Bukel here, mate. Tell us about your day. Oh, oh, look, it was a very tough day out. Um, you know, this is my debut race, and, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting anything, but you know, uh, coming going into the energy lab, I was in fourth, and I, I was just I was just loving it, and I was so happy. And then uh, with 5k to go, uh, the legs just came off, and I faded to seventh. But uh, you know, top ten on my debut, I'm I'm pretty stoked with that.
0: You know, coming into
10: here, everyone talks conservative, you know, like it's such a different
0: strategy in Kona and everything else. What was your plan coming into race day knowing that, you know, you probably didn't have race day experience
10: at this race? Yeah, look, uh, the plan was uh, since I'm a bit of a weak swim, I've worked really hard on my swimming this year knowing that I was going to Kona and I I had a good swim today. I came out with that pack and that's where I wanted to be. And then uh, the plan for me was to ride pretty conservative uh, up to Harvey and then... uh, went Harvey that you know I wanted to be in all the moves and uh I had to do a few big bridges but you know I was with a few good boys and then uh you know I came off the bike in uh, maybe 11th or something or 10th or something you know and that's where I wanted to be and then uh you know I eased into the into the run and let all the guys take off and I end up pegging them all back and then just, yeah, towards the end there, I, I just the wheels came off. But, yeah, no, very, very happy with the day.
0: So in going into Energy Lab, you're, actually, you're in fourth place. You're feeling pretty good. What was the thoughts going through your head? Because, you know, like, we know Ironman has this danger point. What were your thoughts going through your head as you're feeling good before you know, not long to go on the race?
10: Oh, look, yeah, usually the back end of a marathon is my strength. And oh. uh, today, uh, you know, I was like, you beauty, you know, I'm going to come good and I'm just going to build into it and I'm going to keep going. But... Not, not today, I, I just, uh, yeah, I had nothing and I, I was in survival mode and, you know, it was awesome running with, you know, guys like Ferdino and, uh, you know, and Freddie and guys like that, it was just, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, well done mate, congratulations on the right. top 10 is a bloody good effort, Thank you very much, awesome.
0: cheers. <laughs> 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 we got Crowley's kids, a little big little heads in the background.
11: <laughs>
12: <laughs> hey, I've got Freddie been led, led here mate, um, first of all, tell us about how you're feeling coming into the race. Oh, pretty confident. Uh, I think I was in the best shape of my life, so uh, I had no worries. Everything went well in uh, in the build-up. So uh, yeah, I was uh, I was happy with my shape uh, to come to the start line. How did you find you know coming back defending champion? There's, there's the responsibility and and kind of work that comes with that. It takes you know that you didn't have to do last year. Did, was it a burden or you just learned how to deal with it in a good way I think I dealt with it in a good way um, of course yeah. I, I'm happy I enjoyed it because you can say the parade I won't do it uh, the reception I won't do it and I, I had the whole week and I, I lived really uh, as the defending champion so I'm happy I did it and afterwards that doesn't make any difference I think for, for race day I, I showed I was uh, I, I think I defended my t- title worthy so uh, yeah no no uh, yeah, no So, uh, race day, tell
0: us, tell us, talk us through your day. look like you had a pretty good day up to a certain point. So, tell us, talk us through maybe your swim, bike, and run.
12: Yeah. Well, the swim went really well. I was uh, on the left hand side. Andy Potts took the lead, and I was in his feet, so I was uh, I was happy with that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I came out of the water fourth, fifth position, or something. Then on the bike, um, I felt pretty strong. Uh, although I I always keep back a little bit in the beginning, and then I saw st- I saw Andrew taking off I, I closed the gap um, yeah and a couple of times there were some yeah that, that the pace didn't go so I, I, I went in in the lead but yeah it's it's hard with a group to, to give everything in the lead and then uh, other guys taking over and uh, they are off so uh, yeah, the, the few times I was in the lead it was all, always 18 90 percent so uh, yeah and then of course the fast riders from the back they come they come back. Uh, Killem attacked. Uh, we were a couple of guys that went with him, like Niels Frimholdt, um, Mike Petzoldt, me, Marino. Uh, so up to Harvey, I, I was pretty close with uh, with the lead. So um, then coming down, I think for next year I have to put a 55 or a 56 because 54 is not enough. That's incredible how how fast those guys ride. Uh, and it was the first time I experienced it. It was a. Tailwind going down, Javi. So uh, yeah, and then a bit later, I found myself in the group with uh, Ben Hoffman. Um, yeah, and I, we had quite a good. Uh, we worked well together in in terms of uh, how yeah legally yeah 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 and then the beginning of the marathon we worked on that and i felt felt pretty good on that uh, so, so jumping off the bike how were you feeling you in a good position and you're pretty, you know like, you're still fresh I, I was like yeah I, I i can do a good marathon so uh, i felt like that and then of course i, I went off uh, ben uh took a few seconds on me but i took him back later then uh, mike and marino we took back so i was in second position uh, in energy lab still in the second position but then coming out of energy lab I, I started to have um, yeah like stitch. stitch yeah that's that's how you call it so yeah um, yeah, I, I was forced to walk, so, and then I was thinking, what can I do? I remember my dad always told me, make fists, <laughs> and then I so was thinking, yeah, I tried everything, and then uh, I drank, uh, uh, yeah, a, a few cups of water, but in fact, I needed the time, so I, I walked for four times in three kilometer. and because th- those other guys were so close to me, yeah, everybody went over me, so... Uh, yeah, and after that, it became better. I found my rhythm back, so when I could still finish eight, I'm, you know, I'm happy with that, because otherwise, if it would have continued, I would been, would have been 25th or something, or, or even a DNF. So, uh, yeah, those things happen. I, I don't know how come, but, uh, yeah, maybe I took my sugars too quick, or it's the same uh, nutrition plan as last year, so that's that's not a problem, amazing, yeah. I don't know how come, but. Uh, so yeah. so overall, just off the bike, Keenley got a bit of a lead on you guys. Yeah. Did, were you kind of what point were you were you kind of going for second, not first? Well, I was thinking I, I just put the pressure on. Don't 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 give him uh, extra minutes for free. Yeah. And I think uh, till energy lap, I, I managed to do that. Yeah. But then of course uh, with the, with sti- with the itches uh, stitches, no itches, stitch, stitch, you know? <laughs> a stitch, yeah. yeah. With the stitch, uh, it didn't work, but um, yeah, he's a worthy winner. I I would never have um, yeah taken him back. I'm sure. So, but I was I was battling for the podium, second, third, maybe. So, and yeah. So overall, good race, not great race, but not terribly disappointed either. No, no, and uh, the the most important thing for me is uh, I defended my title with pride, and uh, you know, next year is another chance. Now, <laughs> we look forward to seeing you next year, mate. Love your week. Thank you there it was uh, a good start from yourself though
13: yeah I mean to be honest I really put it all out there today um I got a four minute penalty as well so um you know you always think what could have been but um I played by the rules and I got penalized so there we go it happens to the best of us and um you know fourth after a DNF last year um it's a real big step forward and it'll just fill me for com- uh, with confidence for the future years so you think you
7: did- Deserve the penalty, was it just coming, what was it for and uh, how far into the ride when you got it?
13: I don't know, I was leading the race at the time so I don't know what it was for, um, it seemed pretty unfair to me and the girls around me thought it was absolutely ludicrous as well so I don't know what went, went, went on, maybe an overzealous official um, it's a shame because when you turn around and see the packs you're just like seriously, <laughs> I've been on my own the whole ride and I get the penalty but um, I'm so happy with the way I rode and held it together in my head and um, you know you have to deal with these things and it happens. It's happened to Caroline before and Mary Beth and you know, they come back stronger over future years. So that's cool. I can deal with it and um I'm proud of myself, so that's good.
0: How were you feeling on the run?
13: I was good. Um I mean it was a ding-dong between first of all between Mary Beth and I and then between Caroline and I and I won both of those ding dongs, so that's good. Um, um you know to have hyponitrema last year, I was just really scared that I was going to get off the bike and have this banging head again. Um, but we've worked so hard on my nutrition and it obviously worked. So, yeah, um, when R- Rini flew past me in the energy lab and I had a feeling that she was going to run those other girls down because it was so tight, um, it was by no means like a runaway win. And I'm um, really proud of her as well. And how do you feel overall about your season this year you've had a really good, good year. yeah I'm so happy with the season third at High vee second at World um, 70.3 chance and fourth here so can't really ask for more across the distances um, I hope we can buy a house now um, with my lovely boyfriend James um, I was always behind in the cash department because he's had better results than me but now we're equal so that's cool um, <laughs> really looking forward to having a, um, a little bit of a rest then do challenge Bahrain and then have another little rest before um, kicking in for the next year.
14: And you're part of the Clean Athlete Protocol and why is it important to you for them to be?
13: Um, to be honest like I'm kind of sick of getting tested and being supposed dirty. Um, you know I get tested like almost fortnightly and it seems pretty unfair because I haven't ever touched or never would touch anything illegal. So um, to go ahead and, and do a different type of, type of thing to prove I'm innocent um, and to show my sponsors and do a lie detector and an Irish, iris um, detector to show that I'm clean and there are clean people in the sport and we can do well as well. So I think triathlon's in the majority clean. Um, certainly in the women's race here today, I, I have no doubt. And... Um, you know, we should prove that and, and and keep away from cycling and, you know, we're a great sport and we should, you know, we should stand by clean sport and try and do pro- proactive things to ensure that we're all clean
0: and proud of it. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Got Dave Scott here. Here you go. Ah, uh, long day. Long day. Is long day at the office. Yeah. Tell us about your day because, you know, like you're such a face of the sport and, you know, there's, there's obviously the commitments to media and all that kind of stuff, but you're the man. You everywhere you walk, someone wants your energy, don't you? So, so how do you kind of manage that throughout the day? <laughs> I don't really manage it. I survive. You know, no, it's right. been a yeah, it's been a long year, and and
15: obviously, for a number of the athletes, this is the culmination. This is it, and it's it's just such a rough card to draw if you're not on your game here. I mean, the attrition on both the men's and the women's side, particularly the men's side, you know, it was, was kind of shocking.
16: Mm-hmm.
15: Uh, and you think, well, so-and-so's gonna be there and they're not there. Um, I coach Rachel, we, she's not happy with third. Uh, she did as well as she possibly could, you know, and I would never, ever doubt her tenacity or her willpower, it's just that, you know, we didn't draw that, that right card on the run. I mean, she got whacked on the swim, has a little cut here. And that's the nature of the beast, but she rode well and, and, and really closed well on the bike. And as she, she closed at a minute from Daniela. I said, you know, she, she's gonna take the run. And we saw her in lead drive about 5K into it and she put in about 30 seconds on her. But then in the next 7K, there was a, a, a larger margin. So she struggled a bit and just, you know, just didn't have the fluidity that we would like.
0: What about the means race? Thoughts
15: on that race? Well, I just want to say Mirinda, uh, is sensational. And her, there is actual finished run time. I uh, heard 250 26. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just brilliant. And just uh, utterly brilliant. And I yeah, you probably heard when she came across the line, you know, we were, we were commenting like, you know, no one thought she could pull this one off. The, the margin was too great, but then we're seeing it, you know, whittle away and quickly at the outset. And I said, you know, she's now within eight minutes, you know, th- this could happen. And I'm thinking, well, gee, come on, Rachel, here we go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's just remarkable. Everyone has to cheer for her, and, and she's very, very humble. And, you know, I'm just overjoyed it that she... 250 is phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, it's phenomenal. And if someone's going to beat her, they got to beat her on their best day. And she was invincible today. So, anyway, my, my hat's off to her again. She, she's incredible.
7: Dave, the men's result was pretty outstanding. Sebastian Kinlay, of course, he started to come to form in Tremblant and, and finish the job here. From your eyes, how did that, uh, that effort was pretty outstanding to go off the front and, and remain out the front? Well, he was so tenacious, and you know, we're watching the monitor on the
15: bike, and he just powers through everyone, and then obviously going up to Javi, he kind of asserted himself, and, and, and really, it, it suited his day, uh, you, you have to be strong to take on that headwind, and you have to be fluid, you have to be confident that you're not expending yourself too much, but he's getting splits, he knows that, he's decimating the field, and also fatiguing the guys in the back that can run. And the irony is that when he got off the bike and just really took off um, at, at the very end over the last 15k and just opened up that gap, he ran down a lead drive. He looked fabulous. You know, like who looks good looks good. Keenly looks good. You know, the the leader looks great. He looked awesome, and I think he just had a lot of you know psychological momentum. He knows how to win. And he didn't want to let this one go. I mean, I, I, I was sur- honestly surprised that no one came back on him a little bit, and some of the great runners weren't great today.
7: And a great sort of a great uh, result for the U.S. Too, of course. You and Mark uh, set the tone for a number of years of the U.S., and since then it's been uh, Australians and, and everyone else. Ben Hoffman, uh, Andy Potts, you know, put it back on the map.
15: Well, Ben is in my swim group, and, and he's just... That's uh, why, then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's just a quiet... No, no, I'm not taking any credit for it. It's just he's such a, a quiet, subdued guy. And and we, we have quite a crew that comes every Tuesday Thursday in my class. Ben is one of them, and, and he, you know, he's liked by everyone, but he's just sort of a silent, unpretentious character. And, and we saw him earlier this year. He ran 243. So I remember talking to him a year ago, and I said, Ben, you've got to be in the hunt. Get up on the bike. And all of a sudden, we're seeing the splits, and he's only two minutes down. I said, he's there. You know, he, he's he got good run legs. And, you know, it was a brilliant day for him. It was just phenomenal. And Andy has been in the top ten before, and... uh and I think just experience prevailed for him.
0: Can I ask, you know, Keenley, the one thing that's great about Keenley is he's a character. You know, and in a sport where, you know, I'm just going to try my best is kind of the, the message most athletes put out there. How important is it to have a guy like Keenley actually win the race? <laughs> well, I don't mind the athletes that I coach, and I don't, matter, I don't care at
15: what level. Ironically, I saw a couple of amateurs that I coached that were seated on the mat before the start. And I said, I'm not going to tell you how to have fun. I said, it's fun if you go fast. I said, so go fast. And, you know, they know my sense of humor. But it's, it, it, it's direct. It's pointed. And and really, you want to try to just tap that innermost potential out here. You don't want to feel like, hey, I'm conserving. I, I just want to, you know, get through this. Well, no, if you've been here before, let's throttle yourself. Let's smash it. And Keenly, you know, he's, he's outspoken. He's a little. He has a little brash side to him. He's got a funny side to him. I like it.
7: Yeah, he's great for the sport, isn't he? Dave, thanks very much for uh, having a chat to us, and uh, well done with another close uh, effort with uh, some of your charges. Mm, well, we're, we're getting close, and it's a difficult puzzle. <laughs> awesome work, mate.
0: Thanks. Thanks. We, we got we got the lovely Rachel Joyce here, and Phil's joining in. Uh, double whammy. Double whammy. Tell, tell us about your day.
17: Um, the swim was a bit a little rough. Uh, I got dunked and all sorts at the first couple of boys, and kind of missed that front pack, and then kind of led the front pack. The second pack um, and then on I kind of liked the wind It was kind of windy out there so it was kind of nice it really broke up the the field and I would much prefer that everyone has to work hard than the train we had last year where it was just a few people doing the work um, yeah and a bit gusty coming down from Harvey and Daniela was really strong and she took a she's a great Bike, strong biker and a great bike handler and she handled those crosswinds really well coming down from Harvey and gaps made a good gap um, and I started to claw that bit a bit back coming in the last 20 miles and um, I got on the run and the big question is how much time have we got on really? <laughs> and uh
0: did you think you had enough because you know you know at that stage it was kind of a bit too long in our eyes
17: um if I was had a good running day, it, I may have considered it enough. But I felt really terrible for the first like nine miles. I was like, I, I could not think of a marathon. I could think of the next mile. But I kind of came around a little bit um, as we got onto the Queen K and kind of found my stride. And um, then, you know, you get to the, the Energy Lab and you're like, right, okay, who am I going to see first? And it was like, damn it, it's pretty. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, third, uh, like I've got to be kind of proud, Uh, yeah. I think we had an exciting race. I think there was like a minute 30 or two minutes between the top three, so hopefully we made it exciting for people to watch. You
0: put on entertainment, don't worry
7: about that. The um, Jodie Swallow penalty, did you get a look at that and and do you know what she got penalised for being in that uh, front group?
17: No, I was really su- surprised to see her in the tent because she's usually gunning it at the front. Um, so I think it must have been bad luck. That you know, if because I th- think she was there for a little while. So if it was drafting or littering, I don't know. Yeah. So what do you
7: take from this now? You've had a you know come to this race in very good form the last few years. You've been a favourite, and uh, what do you take away from these performances?
17: You know. It was closer. It was closer than last year. I came one place less, so, you know, it's, a, it's more motivation to come come back. And I know that wasn't the best run day by any means. Uh, I've kind of got to have a look at why I felt so terrible. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of, uh, like I said in the press conference, I've got to run a bit quicker. <laughs> I think I biked stronger than last year, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. I'd take it. Would you, would, you, would you take it, Phil? It, <laughs>
17: it fits in. I've, I've not done third. I've done everything else. From
0: <laughs> Next year's the win. Next year's the win. Yeah, it's
17: got to be the win. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: you're a champion, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Carol, Caroline, mate, uh, tell us about your day.
18: Yeah, it was pretty shit. <laughs> I <shit. laughs>
0: ah, love the honesty.
18: Pretty shit day in the office. Wow. Well, yeah. Still top five. Yeah, so tell us what happened. I don't know. I'm happy with the swim, but just the rest. Just, um... Just really sore legs and tired. Yeah. It's really tired today. Yeah. Mm.
0: So getting off the bike, what was the motivation?
18: Oh, it's Hawaii, it's the world championship and uh, I'm not the type of pulling out and not finishing, so I get, gave it a go and catch one, two girls and I don't know, I'm just I like to finish races and not unfinished business, that's not my, my style of racing.
0: So while the result wasn't what you desired, the effort you can still be proud of?
18: Yeah, I mean, it's the world championship and it's the 50m top five, so it wasn't absolutely terrible. It's not like I was walking halfway. I mean, I saw a couple of pro males uh, walking back 10 10 miles. I mean, in a
0: week, let's be honest.
18: I mean, that's (laughs) that's a really shit day in the office, so I'm, I'm complaining on a really high level, but... I expect just just a lot of f- like a lot of my, from myself. And
7: do you take anything from today? Like, I mean, you're saying it's. I mean, it's not the worst effort. There's plenty of women out there who would like to be in that uh, that top group. But do you take anything from today that, that for yourself personally?
18: Yeah, definitely. Races are always there to to improve and to learn. And but at the moment, I just look forward to get grab a piece of pizza somewhere. So um, <laughs> I'm not really. I don't really care about the race at the moment. It's done and. Yeah, kind of. well, Thanks
7: for your hands yeah. for a bit of time for us on a, on a tough day for you. But thanks great. for your
0: champion. Thanks. thanks. We've got, got Daniela Reef here with us. Um, debut here in uh, World Championships. You're know, your current 70.3 world champion. Pretty great day. Talk us through your day.
19: Yeah, it was a very hard day today. Um, I gave it all I had. Um, the swim was not quite what I expected. Um, I actually thought I w- it was even worse. Um, so I was glad it was only two minutes, but I hope not, obviously um, it was less than two minutes. Um, so and then on the bike, I yeah I really pushed hard out there. Um, I wanted to give it a go. My goal was to win, and I gave everything I had. And yeah, it's it's um, a shame it didn't. It wasn't enough. But uh, I mean, I had I had a fantastic a fantastic race. Um, I felt okay on the run too, and then just hit the wall after 30k. Um, I thought I'm not going to make it back actually. And really? yeah, it was really bad. And then I had some food. Um, it was just. I probably just didn't have enough and um, I came, yeah, I came okay again and towards the end I pushed it again. I just digged really deep because, you know, Rini was catching and when she passed me I tried to hang on and kind of, you know, pushed and pushed but, yeah, she she had a fantastic race so I couldn't do much about it. Um, Yeah, I'm going to work on my run and come back next year strong and fit and hopefully I can get the win next year.
0: Once you kind of got to hit the wall part, what was going through your mind? Because you're still in the lead at this point and, and you know, you've got, you've got maybe 10K to go on the run. What's going through your mind? Because obviously you're still trying to get the win.
19: Yeah, it was, I felt quite confident. Um, and then I came to the energy lab, turned around and then, you know, when you see, because you never see the athletes and then you see them for the first time. And I was quite surprised when he was so close because I didn't have splits for a while. Yeah. And that's that's also just where I started to hit the wall. So it was a bad coincidence that everything was together. And then so I hit the wall on that hill up on And, and that was that was even worse, you know, that combination. So, um, yeah, it was it was not a good moment. Um, I was just hoping I made it up there. And then, you know, there was the, the, fu- the food station. I grabbed everything I could, and I walked for a little bit, and then you know, I'm, it's hard because when you get catched, you know, you caught, you don't want to waste time at the at the um, aid stations. stations, but you still have to eat. So you know, it's that's. I think that what I would could do next time, I could do better. Um, I think today I was a bit, you know, I knew like they're not far back, so I didn't want to waste too much time. But then, yeah, I. I probably should have had more food but um it's okay like i i'm still learning it's all new to me so um um yeah it was a fantastic day how do you compare your mentality in the olympics compared to this both um yeah i mean the olympics are you know from from first second you have to be like on fire and it's just like you give it all out there and um it's just it's a different pain you know it's like you go over the threshold for for like pretty much for two hours where here you don't really I mean on the bike I was a few times where I actually hurt quite a lot um I yeah it was I was riding really hard today but then in a run you don't really go you don't really go the whole time over threshold it's just the muscles and everything you have to really control and that's that's the hard part in the long distance um to you know get the food right and cool yourself down especially here because it was really warm and yeah i think that's all um yeah it's it's different different races but i i really enjoyed it here and um i also had really fun out there i had um on the bike i had some i don't remember the song but there was one song in my head i think it was from katy perry and it was just running in my head for 5 hours <laughs> so can,
0: can I, I ask it? uh you know to get second in your first corner is, is is a bloody amazing achievement um just just wondering what kind of how do you feel because obviously you're here for the win. You're close to the win, but to get sick is still pretty great. So, how are you feeling about the race?
19: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like I said, I I gave everything I had. Um, I yeah, had very high expectations, you know, to come here and say I, I tried to go for the win is a bit. It could also people could think it's arrogant, you know. But it's it's not that I don't have a lot of respect from the others. I just it was just my goal, and um, I knew that I had to bike really, really hard to that it's possible, and I did that today, and Rini really had a fantastic run, so there was nothing I could do about it, so I'm, I'm really happy with my race, I, I couldn't have done more, so well
0: done. congratulations.
19: Thank, congratulations.
0: You. Thank, Thank you. you, Thank you for your... I've got the lovely Mary Beth Mary Ellis next to me uh, tell us about your day mate well, it,
14: was, it was a bit rough um, I mean, I had an okay swim um, we got kind of dropped, so the last 500 I kind of pulled around and tried to get as close as I could to the front girls um, and then I, I might have biked a little too hard that first bit to try to get up to Jody to be towards the front of the race, and um, and then yeah, right around 40k, I had all my salt tucked in, and the win the first win from Waikoloa whipped it, whipped up, and um, I lost it. And I got an unintentional littering penalty, oh, really? and I lost all my salt, so. I should have had a contingency plan, though, like, I'm a professional, like, I should have had extra salt taped to, to everything, yeah. and I just, instead I had all, I had 22 tabs in one, like, little container. Oh, uh, okay. But, um, I mean, all things considered, I'm not, like, the run was pretty brutal the last half, everything below my waist is cramping, I was...
0: Well, you got off the bike, you your third off the bike, when not you? Yeah, yeah. So, what, what were you thinking at that
14: stage? Um, I mean, I felt, I felt okay, actually, yeah, the first, good. the first half of the run, um, and I've been running okay, it's just... Yeah, thing, the wheels really fell off. And when they fell off, they really fell off. So. <laughs> what was it, where do you go
0: to when you get to that survival mode? You know, is it just just get to the end as fast as possible?
14: Yeah, I mean, and everyone wants, like, the thought of quitting, obviously, always goes through your head. But, you know, I just, after last year, when I, I broke my collarbone, so I didn't get to, I mean, I started the race, but I didn't get to finish. So I really, I didn't want to not finish this year. So, um, yeah, just trying to get to the finish and... Um, if I could get a top ten, that at least, at least not lose money on the trip or you know kind of break even. So, um, so yeah. All in all, I mean, and and Rennie had a fantastic day. And what,
0: what do you think about that? Because to be honest, we were about the 15k mark on the course, and at that point, she was still 10 minutes 30 down. And, and my prediction was she couldn't do it. And to win by two minutes is, is pretty freakish, yeah, isn't it?
14: it? it really is. And actually, I was impressed with the way. Daniela gutted it out because she she looked rough at some points in the run, and she's just tough, tough as nails. And I mean, I've obviously trained too with Jody and Carolyn, and they're tough as nails. And um, obviously Rachel too. I mean, I have so much respect for her. Um, and and I think they just biked so hard too, Ra- Rachel and Daniela, that um, I think Rennie biked a little more within herself, and so that's why she was able to come through with her typical. Yeah, I bet she outran most of the guys again this year. She
0: must have surely a eh? 250. Yeah,
14: you know? yeah, that was interesting. she's incredible. Like, so so proud, so happy for her.
0: Well don't forget your top ten, mate. And it's good to see you back here and, and yeah. getting on the podium, getting on the top.
14: Yeah, 10. yeah. Thanks. Good to have you guys here. How did how did John do? Has he finished yet? I, I don't
0: know. I, I, that's a really good question. Hopefully he's finished in the IV because if not, I don't think he's going to be very happy with his day. So yeah. we'll, time will tell.
14: Cross, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't get the name of the next interview, but it was Jan or Frodo, and uh, we had a quick interview with him as well. Tell us about your day.
20: Um, it's basically horrible, actually. It's uh, Iron Man always sounds fancy, but like the, the pure mechanics of it are pretty horrible. Like it took me a half marathon till I felt good for a K, and then I felt like shit again. So. I'm still really happy. I'm still really happy. It's bizarre, honestly. It's actually happy. I'm super happy. I am absolutely stoked. But it's one of those, like, um, it's one of those. Oh, hang on! I've got to catch a
2: burger.
20: Oh, he's got a salt burger. He's got. He's got. He's got. A... I'm coming.
0: I'm coming. So, so happy, but not the result you wanted.
20: No, absolutely. Well, oh, whatever. I'm. I'm. I came here for the first time, and considering the day and the events and. Uh, and my mechanical luck, I am pretty stoked to finish on the podium. what well mate. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. We've got Emma Snow still next to me here uh, right now. Uh,
0: you, you've been watching the race quite a few times, haven't you?
21: Um, only once. This is my second time. So. so, so you
0: know, legendary triathlete that you are. What, 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 what When you come to Ironman, because, you know, it wasn't really your career as such, what do you think?
21: Oh, it's, I honestly do see it as a totally different sport. I mean, for sure, it, it has the title of a triathlon, but um, I've always associated it as being a, a different event to what I've ever competed in my career.
0: Was it, was it ever a temptation?
21: Oh, absolutely. Probably the beginning of my career was it was always um, more on my mind and, uh, you know, when I found Olympic distance racing and, uh, and, you know, the fact that it was obviously then therefore bought into the Olympics, you know, and uh, I I liked the, um, I guess I liked the idea of trying to always be fast and and the thrill of trying to do something I actually really wasn't that good at in in that sense and and being a fast switch fiber person. But, um, yeah. um, You did okay. uh, Yeah, it turned out right, and, um, yeah, I think if uh, if I was to have made my mood i should have made it in 2009 to come over to hawaii so at this point in time it's um it's not really on the cards but but i'd say it's probably on the bucket list for just one day
0: can i ask what you thought of uh, both the females and the males race today
21: Oh, absolutely incredible! I think um, you know we're just constantly seeing the depth of people in our sport, and you know to see the number of people who have come over from the short course racing, come to long course, and in the male and female. I mean, I grew up in with Rini as well in short course racing, and you know it just they're, they're phenomenal. And I think you know we're only going to continue to see the depth um, in these fields increase. And 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 there could have been any number of athletes that could have won today. And you know with Rini, I mean, all credit to her, she's just an incredible runner, and the way she can finish off a race of this distance. Um, the way she does is, is something really special. And, and the man, um, you know, for me, it's sort of, you know, just watching Jan just goes to show me, you know, it's not over until the, you know until that finish line because anything can happen. It's a long day and a lot can change. Well,
0: thank you for your time
16: and enjoy your time in Hawaii.
0: No
21: worries. Thank you.
16: we got news from Hawaii. Tell us about your race, mate. Oh, it was a tough race. At the beginning of the swimming, it was so much rapist and there was a front group and it was hard to, to keep going with it. And after on a bike, I... I lost the contact to the front guys, yeah. the, the top five, yeah. at uh, maybe 140, yeah. and then I was alone with Romain Roman Goyon, the Frenchman, and it was tough till to, till to the Palani rode on a run, yeah. and I go to the energy lab and uh, thought now it's <laughs> now the race begin, and uh, after the race began, yeah. and uh, I c- catched. One, yep. two, three, and then I finished sixth, uh, sixth in the end, and it was an unbelievable feeling. Really? So yeah. it's overall, tough day, but really happy with your result? Well? Yeah, of course. Every Ironman day is tough, but yeah. the, the, the Ironman Hawaii is a special heart yeah. special because of there's so many good competitors, and that's, yeah. that's tougher than a normal one. Yeah. How's, the, how's the body feeling now? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Should I? Should I say the, <laughs> the, the, the yeah. <laughs> <Of course laughs> for good. fucking Ace, well, yeah, awesome. <laughs> hey, well
0: done, a good top ten, mate. It's great effort today. What is top ten effort? Great effort today. Top
16: ten. Top ten. You got top ten. Ah. Top,
0: 10? Yeah. Top, top ten. What's top ten? Is in the team. You got in the top ten. Top ten.
16: Yeah. Yeah. well done. Yeah, that was my goal to yeah. to go to the top ten, and now it's uh, six. It's it's, it's better yeah, than. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Thanks,
22: mate. Thanks. Name? Bart, Bart, Bart yes. yes. Arnold, yes. Bart, how'd your race go? Yeah, okay, uh, ninth place for me, so uh, it's an okay result. I'm, I'm not super happy, but uh, it's also not too bad. If you make the top ten in the world champs, it's yeah. it's okay.
0: So tell us about your day.
22: Yeah, it, uh, I always struggle a little bit in the swim, but my swim was not too bad. I was just, at, let's say, less than a minute behind uh, the group from Keenle. Yeah. And that was maybe a bit pity because they uh, they were really uh, yeah gr- group with really strong bikers, and I was a bit isolated behind with two teammates. But uh, yeah, I think I think also the guys the the group in front of me they they catched up with the with the leaders, and I think they, they really pushed it a little too hard. So maybe it was also not too bad that I was not in the group because from that group there were not that many guys who had a good finish so I think uh, most of them killed themselves and I did a steady race on the bike but uh, I struggled in the end again uh, the last 40-50 kilometers is really hard if you have to do it on your own the whole time but it's okay you know it's uh, I'm, I'm used to it and then I was waiting for the marathon and usually that's not too bad for me the marathon so uh, this year it was nothing crazy but I still made the top 10 so
0: would you come what, do you know what position you were off the bike uh, I think 22? Uh,
22: okay, so, so the goal was top 10? One- yeah, I made the top 10 last year, so uh, I wanted to yeah, to make the top 10 again, for sure, and maybe a little bit higher. And everything was quite close be- between place 4 till 10, was yeah. all quite close together. So uh, I kept on pushing, but in the end, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, was a little bit less strong than last year, but it's OK. Congratulations, mate. Well done for getting to your top 10 again. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i got Michelle Michelle Vesterby here, and she told me probably bullshit's going to come out. Tell us about your day.
23: Shitty day. Really? Yeah, great audience. Shitty day for me. I just didn't, no excuses, I just didn't have the day. No power. Tried to catch the first group on the swim, I got to swim all alone, all the way in. I found Rachel on my way coming in, she was just lying to my left side, so a solo swim, bike ride, mostly solo as well. I found Leander out there, but... Yeah, had no power in my legs. Got out to the run, and it was a struggle the entire day. But yeah, I love Hawaii still. I will come back next year. So yeah.
0: You, you know what? It's funny because you, you've got such a beautiful energy. You know, like I saw you on the run, and God would have known you've never would have known you're having a shitty day. You got such. You give so much back to the crowd, don't you?
23: i just trying, because they're giving me so much energy when I'm out there, so I was really trying to smile, and people was just like, yeah, great smile, and I was like, yeah, but it's a fake smile today, guys. I'm trying, I'm trying. So, you know, sometimes you can convince yourself to, when you get, when people are yelling, oh, great smile, then you get a little bit more energy, so that was what I tried. Give something to them, and then they could hopefully bring me to the finish line.
0: When you have a day that, you, you know, obviously didn't go to play in... What is it? what do you do? Do you go back to the drawing board or is it just look at it as one of the bad days? Or like, What's the approach moving forward?
23: Yeah, I, sh- I changed codes this year. So we started to work together in March, Luke van Lierne and I. So everything is new. So I also think that's why we come into this race. We improve my 10k speed. We improve my half Ironman speed. And it takes a little bit more time to work on the Ironman. And that's what we will do this winter. So... I was hoping to do a solid sub ten here today, but it also again it was a great feel. lots of good girls out there. So, yeah, I will just come back even further next year.
0: I'm sure you'll be dangerous next year. Well, thank you so much, and, and we always love your energy. Well done, Michelle.
23: Thank you very much.
0: Marina, how did you day go?
12: <laughs> like hell. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What tell us about it? Nah, nothing much. I just. An injury came back up at 30k and, and that was it. And I could only walk. So, yeah. Uh, just wanted to finish so I don't have to come back to this island anymore. Yeah. I'm done. Really? Yeah.
0: Box. What's that?
12: Took the box, see
11: you later. 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 Uh, We're we'll probably simulating, but not here anymore. I got Tim, got Christian Kramer. Where are you from? From Germany. Okay.
0: Uh, you didn't obviously finish today's race, but it was a tough day for you. What happened out there?
9: Uh, yeah, I don't know to be honest. Uh, out at 60k on the bike, there was no power. Even the power meter uh, told me that there was no power. It went better on the uh, on the uphill sections, but on the flats and even on the downhill, there was no power left. And uh, I really hoped uh, for the run, but when I got onto the run, <laughs> the power didn't didn't come back, and yeah. I had made the hard decision to quit. Yeah.
0: What is that like? You know, because you know you're a pro athlete. This is your, it's your job, your livelihood, and, and this is you know the toughest race. And I know we like to have the character of not giving up. So, what was that like? Yeah. To be honest, it's my first DNF, and uh, was a really, really hard decision.
9: Especially when you got the family with you, and they are all rooting for you, and uh, crossing the fingers, and you're giving up. That feels pretty shit,
0: to be honest. So what's the plan from here? Don't know. Making plans tomorrow. We will see Don't know. Good luck, you know, we're bad days and good luck for the future, mate. Thank you. Right. Okay, Jumbo sponsor.
1: During sport travel. As you see, the, your leader of endurance sport travel is out there amongst it. I mean, how much experience must he have from doing this race 30-odd times? If you can tap into that, if you make it to Kona. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure it's where gone. I'm
0: going to insert this ad in the show. So maybe we'll hear him later on, or, or we've done it earlier. But the thing, I'll probably later on you hear him. I go, oh, you know, it's, you know I know it's pretty tough for you because you always work on your business and stuff, and you don't get much training. He goes, oh, no, I've got a good three weeks in for this one. <laughs> I was like, far out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he's a legend. And, yeah, if you guys you are traveling any, or to travel anywhere, go to a slightly more exotic race. These guys will take care of it. You've got the experience. You got, they've got a great crew. You know, I saw Nick Morales out there um, taking photos and plenty of experience, and it will just take the stress out of your trip. So check it out, endurance sports travel.
0: Lock it in, guys. Endurance sports travel. You can't go wrong. No. So now we're out of the water. The pros are starting to be coming out of the water pretty soon. We're going to head up to Hot Corner. And this is what you're kind of doing in the next part of the race. So you go wish to swim. The swim start was pretty amazing with all the guns and all the rest of it. And then you head up to Hot Corner. And Hot Corner is where a lot of energy is. The crowd's kind of come up. It's quite nice because you see the pros come out of transition. You can probably hear the helicopter in the background. But you see the pros come out of transition as they head up to Hot Corner. It's a little bit of a, a, bit of a climb for them. So it's a good spot. Everyone can see all the top pros coming out. And you're kind of interested to see what's happening in the race at those times as well. So yeah it's all good so I'm here right now and I've got my lovely partner Joe next to me and uh, it's going to be all good as we watch the top pros come out of the water right now the other thing you need to get used to do on, on Ironman day is to move slowly the crowd's all kind of trying to move from one spot to the next it's pretty slow going but you know you just got to be patient as far as Sarah Sultan just rides past me going up Pelini so yeah so kind of move slowly through the crowds and kind of kind of <laughs> gotta watch your fingers well he's about tripped over so here we go I'm not the best when it comes to being quiet at the best of times, but right now 20 picks are handing out horns and listen to this team. I sound like a dead bloody cow. There we go, so trainingpigs.com are helping out making the atmosphere. We're now at Hot Corner, this is where everyone comes to. Now this is the spot you want to be right now. You've got athletes coming downhill from one direction, you've got other athletes, the females coming out of the water from another direction, and soon we'll see some of the top pros head up the corners again. So it's just a great spot where every corner you turn your head, another part of the race is happening. It's good energy and it's all go. We've got the Training Peak boys here, how you going boys? Oh, we're doing great. We're handing
7: out Vuvuzelas to all the people here to cheer on the 2014 Ironman World Championships. And you're loving it? We are having a great time, it's great to see all these awesome athletes, uh, you know, hopefully achieve their goals. And we're just here to help the spectators cheer them on. They wouldn't have got the without Training Peaks, eh? What was that?
0: They wouldn't have got the without Training Peaks.
7: Uh, they, they're gonna do better with Training Peaks. There's a lot of great athletes out here, and uh, we're just here to support them all. Love you, mate. Have a good day. Alright, thanks you too.
24: Name and place. Uh, name's rob brown i'm from the uk but we live in dubai
0: nice nice and i'm gonna gonna ask the hard questions you were you're meant to be racing and you've got some pretty bad
24: news tell us tell us about it uh yeah we qualified through the uh, legacy program i've done 18 ironman now started about 10 years ago and then uh, two months ago we found out i had uh, uh, secondary liver cancer primary unknown so i'm currently having chemo at the moment
0: Can I ask, you know, know, what's it like to get the
24: news? Like, I know know it's a kind of obvious question, but maybe talk us through what it was like. Um, To be honest, my wife and I had this conversation this morning and she said you were more upset about listening to the cannon go off than you were when they broke the news here. Really? Because it was 10 years of my life and, and now it's all kind of... On hold temporarily yeah. for a couple of years.
0: So, so you still came over
24: because everything was booked and you thought Margaret will come over? Yeah, we booked the flights, the hotel was booked, so we thought, right, I'm going to come and watch. And my wife said you've never watched one, so it's about time you watch one. And so, this is your first time in Kona? Uh, yeah, first time. Wow. And uh, what's the experience been like? Hot, sweaty.
0: Yeah.
24: Uh, it's pretty intense. It's a hot gla-
0: day too, isn't it? looks clear as, isn't it?
24: Yeah, it's, yeah. uh, it's going to be hot out on the uh, highway, I think.
0: So then, um, pretty 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 hard watching it at the same time but because obviously you think you should be out here
24: yeah it's okay the problem is i was uh, i stopped training about a month ago because yep. there was a chance i could race oh okay and then once the chemo kicked in it was pretty apparent that i could <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't going to happen man <laughs> so what's your plan for today then uh, we're going to hang around and watch. we watch the pros come out. We're going to go for breakfast and then come back and then we volunteered at the finish for later. Oh, so.
0: great, great. Well, well, good luck today and then best of luck for everything else and hopefully you'll be back here. Now, with this, if you have to delay it, do you instantly get in next year?
24: Not quite. I have. They've uh, postponed it to fift- 2015 or 16, whichever I'm able to do, but I have really? to revalidate. Oh, really? A bit like Pete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it on my blog. Oh, nice.
0: Well, good luck with everything, mate, and uh, enjoy the day. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Thank you team. We're up uh, we're kind of a little bit up from Hot Corner and uh, I've met two superstars of the sport. Joe, Joe the Stalker. Joe
25: the Stalker in the house. Finally yep. we
0: hear your voice, mate.
25: Yeah, I've got a voice. It's very nice. She has a
0: voice, a very big voice. And we've got Sergio. Sergio, you're from From Brazil, but live in San Diego. And a big
26: coach over here? Yeah, I've been coaching for 20 years. This is actually my 20th year here in Kona. Oh wow. wow. It just mean that I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around the block
0: you know so so you've been here 20 years what what's it like coming back every year
26: uh, it's it changed so much you know it's amazing how you know the race change and um, the dynamics and it's it's more like such a big festival compared to what it used to you know And the racing 94 here was that little kind of look like community feeling now it's yeah. it's look about an event and um, it's you know it's great just to be here following and cheering Um Helping my athletes to win a race, but unfortunately, the only thing is I don't like is to see 2,200 people in the course. I wish it was still the limit 1,500, which make it a little better. I think it changes the race in a way that's not healthy. Yeah, I think you know it's really hard to avoid uh, you know the drafting, and you know for men and women makes the race a little unfair. I think. And what did you think about the swim start? How they split that? I think that's. I start. I could start. I don't think it's fair. I think the things could be done differently. I think, you no, know, we had this crazy idea um, that how do I think the race should be. Is that I think the age group should start, age group men should start like 6.30, age group of women should start 7. The pro men and pro women would start 11 to 12. So actually the pros would be racing and finish at night when everyone can see they're not going to be by the time they... Uh, most of the groups are done on the course, you know, the pros has a full, empty courses. Yeah. And, you know, you make... You know, to everyone stays longer and watch, you know, both yeah. of races. And,
0: and you know, the athletes could actually see the finish as well of the pros.
26: Yeah, the, the age groupers could be able to see. I think the course would be... And then you could have even more ways for the age groupers to make the course a little more fair, you yeah. know. It's a world championship, so we'd like to see a fair race. Just look at over there. We're just looking at the packs of 30, 30 to 50 people already. You know, it's really... I mean, it's not... The athletes fall much. Just the course, it's crowded.
0: So, uh, people are looking for a coach. Where do they go?
26: They go to www.sbxtraining.com, or just Google Sergio Borges, or you can also go to MeccaX and find me there.
25: He's our
0: coach too. So, so you're, you're Joe the Baxter. We we might talk about you all the time on the show. You, Joe the Stalker. So, uh, what you know, like, obviously, it's your first time in Kona, and we've seen you stalking everybody on Facebook this week, The amount of photos you've taken. Uh, what's it been like for you?
25: Awesome. Just fantastic. Why? Because everyone's so accessible, accommodating. It's just really open. Like if you haven't done it, come over and spectate. It's fantastic.
0: One thing you do find, like obviously, there's a bit of ego. You know, to be to think you're going to win this race, you could got to have a bit of belief and confidence in your ability. But but as you say, the the, the pros in the sport don't have that kind of I'm better than everyone else kind of ego, do they?
25: No, nobody. Yeah. There's no. well, maybe Starkey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she said it on us. She said it there now. You can't. I can't either it there. Unfortunately.
25: Yeah. He's a little bit uh, full of it, but it's good. I love it. He has a personality. That's what we want.
0: She doesn't. She doesn't hold her words back. And uh, and so, what's been the highlight of the week for you?
25: The highlight's been hanging out with Bob Babbitt. Wait
0: a second. This interview now was meant to be the answer.
25: And uh, breakfast with Bevan. Oh, she's
0: sharp. She's sharp.
25: That was my best day. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, we had breakfast. Yep. Yeah.
0: That's the best day. How okay, you, team? Well, and uh, what's the plan for the rest of the day for you guys?
25: We'll hang out here for a little bit, see some age groupers, see Coach John, yep. and then I don't know, maybe go and get a coffee,
26: rest a little bit, stay out of the sun for a little bit, and come back for the transition. Yeah. As uh, coming here every year, if you try to stay from five to midnight straight, it's harder than a race aren't you, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Of course, it's way harder <laughs> for you guys covering the race, man. It's it's so it's so hard. So poor, poor me. We go to go to air conditioning for a couple of hours, yeah. you know, rest a little bit. Midnight. Have a
25: beer. Have a beer.
26: Yeah, that's
0: yeah. good. Hi, guys. Well, good luck, guys. Have a great day. Okay. We
20: got, I got Rob from where? From yeah. New York. And, and, and you got supporting someone here today? Now I'm just out here to soak it in, hopefully be out here next year. Nice. And how long have you been here for? Uh, a couple days now, just two days. And what have you enjoyed about it so far? Love it. Love the weather, love the enthusiasm, great crowds out here, and awesome seeing I Am Talk, oh, man. Oh, you, you <laughs> both rock, mate. Hey, uh, Christian, what was the highlight of the day so far? Uh, well, I just saw John Newsom. That was big. Yeah. Uh, love seeing Andy Potts coming out of the water, and I uh, got to see uh, Macca. Yep. in the uh, inside watching watching the swim. Great, great. Yeah. And what's awesome the plan stuff. for the day then? Just uh, be out here uh, trying to figure out what to do after the, uh, after the pros come in though. Yeah. What's the plan for tonight?
0: I always think have a sleep and then come <laughs> back later. Because uh, it's yeah. a long day. It, it is a, a long it's day. It's hard work being us. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is, it is. For us, so yeah, it's, it's good to get some food, have a bit, of a bit of a sleep and then from there go and watch the late nighters come in.
20: Yeah, can't wait. And then, and then recover. Recover, exactly. Recover and save for the party tomorrow. Yeah, man. Hey, g- great to see you. we're getting here next year. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you.
0: So now this is kind of the second phase of the day, especially for us in the media, is you've kind of been out in the crowds and you come into the media room and it's, it's, it's kind of where it's all happening. And one person you won't know of necessarily on the show, but one person's website we talk about every week on the show is uh, Daryl King from K226. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Busy as usual. Yeah, yeah. So do, do you always come over to the race?
27: Oh, absolutely. Every year and... Um come over it's the only place in town isn't it you know you get a ringside seat and
0: uh,
27: mix it with you boys and you know it's a
0: lot of fun. Tell, tell us about K26 because it's been around for years like, we've been using it on a show like how long has it been going for?
27: Uh, about 10 years now um, we just put it together uh, actually it was me and Mac was sitting and his brother is uh, very much into website design and 10 years ago he was telling us all about these revolutionary social media stuff and you know, and we were like, "Wow, let's put together a you know a website that drags all that in and just because we spent all day just surfing the net looking for information. So all our site does is bring that information
0: into one place. Simple. Yeah, and uh, like, like the growth been like like how do you get the growth to keep growing with what you're doing? Um, pretty much social media. It, yeah, it, it's just. Um, all the fans
27: that you know, they tell their friends, they log on, they share stuff. Just like you guys, you know. It's it's social media. You know? Hey,
0: you know, the other night we were around at Mecca's uh, are you staying in the same place I hear? Yeah? yeah. So we we're, were around there doing all the interviews of all the pros every night and we're talking Mecca was saying how your house is the place that uh, that, where are you in San Diego, is it? I'm in, I'm in Santa Monica, California. And your place is the place where every pro athlete will, will spend a night at least?
27: Well, yeah. I mean, when they land in California, uh, they land in my house and eat me out of house and home. And sometimes I have four or five of them and they'll be sleeping on the floor and everywhere.
0: So, so what, like, what, what do you get out of that? Because, you know, like, a what's a great film over on, you know, about this guy who's like a media guy, no, like a movie guy, and he's similar to you, and it was always an open-door policy. You know, and I'm sure there's a cost and, and commitment to you that it comes with that, you know, what, what, why do you do it? I'm just a super fan, just like everybody else, you know.
27: Um, I got into triathlon in the 80s, and I've always been promoting triathlon. I've been volunteering, you know. I've travelled the world with these guys, and... It's just everywhere we went, we would hook up, and then you know we become good friends. And I've been friends with Chris and his family, and ever since he had his girlfriend, and now his wife, and now his kids, and you know, so yeah, it's a great community to hang with. Yeah, it really is special. What do you
0: admire about the pros? Um, just that if if you
27: away from the racing, if you watch them training day in and day out, you cannot believe the workload they go through. For the wage packet they go through. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I'll watch um, professional footballers, tennis players, they don't work half as hard as these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And they're getting paid peanuts. Yeah. So we have to help them in every way possible. Yeah. You know, um, the likes of Macca and them don't need much help, but yeah. the younger guys coming through who don't have a pot to piss in to be honest yeah. well my couch or my spare room is always open to them yeah, yeah, for sure. and that's it um, what, what, what do you think is going to happen for the rest of the day? Um, we're going to sit here and uh, get panicky and <laughs> hopefully we're watching one of the best races so far um, there's a large group of men some good runners in there uh, Dark horses: is Nils from Holt uh, I, like, I like where he's sitting right now um, and for the girls, I hope Caroline's just sitting there and the big Swiss miss is just
0: going to do it on the run. Hey, will keep up the good with um, K226.com because you guys are doing great work there. We've used your site for years. I remember when John found it, he goes, I found this site, it's bloody amazing. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, well, it really is because it's not just, you know, one perspective on our world. It's, a, it's a kind of a whole perspective, isn't it? That's the whole thing. You know, um, we try and keep it clean. You know, it's,
27: it's information. Uh, we, we, we don't judge anybody or anything. We just give you the information, just like a news source. Yeah. You know, We don't give recipes. We don't do any, any crap yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very black and white, yeah. and that's it.
0: Well, Kim, good work, mate. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. We, we interviewed you the other day, so we've got Mecca here. And we're just in the media room, and every year you seem to be here now since you've been retired. What's race day like for you? Like you know, what, you know, Tell
28: us about your race day experience as a as a competitor or as a oh it's it's a lot it's a lot easier i must admit. i i felt sorry for the people this morning you got you know you got you got good friends racing i got torenzo he's a good mate i got you know um caroline who's racing i work with and and for the first time in my life i realized what the guys around me must have felt because there's nothing you can say you see their nervousness and you want to help it's like it's like sending your your kid off to school you know i hope he makes friends you know like they, and uh but it's you know i 'm just as anxious and nervous, but it's it 's a beautiful race mate and uh, you know, we sit in the media room, you watch what 's happening, everyone 's talking about what 's going to go on and, and ultimately in, in five hours' time there 's going to be a champion and they 're going to be forever etched in the, in the history books of this sport that's what's so great about this race, but I, I love it.
0: You know, like, the, the thing I got from you early on from every in- interview I've done with you is that, that your love of triathlon. You know, like, you are the kid who had the posters on the wall and, and all the rest of it. So even as a spectator now, I'm sure this is just, like, a primo moment for
28: you. Oh, it is. Because oh, I, you know, sitting here with Derek, we, we both, all we talk is uh, the women's racing, the men's racing, what's going on. We talk all year about, do you see that event, who's coming up, because... You know, I came to Triathlon as a as a kid. I did it because I loved it. I was inspired by amazing champions in Mark Allen, Greg Welsh, Dave Scott, you know, Tinley and, and wanted to emulate everything they did. And then then somewhere along the way you become a pro and suddenly you're thrust in the guy and and you and it's it's really real to you and then you sort of move out the other side but your love of your love of it's never stopped. You know, you, if you can't you're not at the pointy end anymore, but I still sit there and, and watch everything that's going on and, and just think, wow, just it's amazing, because regardless of the year, a lot of people go, why is this happened, and do you think it's faster now? If it's faster, if it's not faster, it will ultimately be faster, but ultimately, at the end of the day, to win an event like this is about execution, and that never changed. From 1979 to now, someone had to stand up on a day and deliver, and that is what makes an event like this beautiful, and that's why people are on the on the starting line so anxious. And and, and to me, I think, you know, I watch CITU racing, and I love it, but I, I think this series thing is is... And you know, I understand why they do it, but I think winning a world championships is much about delivery on a certain day, peaking, preparation, handling the pressure and and, and an event like this will change your life and and uh, that 's uh, that's why I think we 're so drawn to it
0: just lastly um. Uh, I had a brilliant question that just popped out of my head. It was
28: life changing, I tell you.
0: Oh, really? No, um, no, the thing about endurance, especially men is it's, there's a perception that it's a one man journey. But you know, we're watching this race now. It's, it's a game of chess, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, without question,
28: you know, and, and both the men's and women's. So I, I think I uh, I've spoken a lot about the women's race this year because I guess I've got a horse in the in the game. But you know, the, the biggest change among the women's racing is there's the beginning of tactics. You know, we're getting front groups, we're getting little groups, which they never had before. Women tended to be very solo throughout the whole day, but. So once you start putting groups in the equation, where you sit in that group, who's around you, making sure you're, you know, if you're the 12th or 13th guy in the bike pack, six guys can go up the road before you even see it. And to close that gap, to spike your power, you gotta pay for that somewhere. It's a, so that's without, it is a game of chess. You know, it's, it's very, very physical, but it's monitoring how much of your energy you use in that day and, and silly mistakes. You know you've made it when out there and it weighs on you and that emotional weight will fall out of you as you run out of the energy lab because you start to fatigue and you remember the mistakes and you, and that's where the, that's, that's the game changer.
0: Awesome, mate. Enjoy the day. Okay, I've got a Dr. Feelgood.
28: He's looking like he's feeling pretty good.
0: Uh, in the media room here and we're in the media room in uh, lovely lights and, and it's, it's all okay. good. So I suppose instead of talking about the race, because you know, as people hear this, they're going to
11: know the race results. Um, how's the day going for you? The eggs, scrambled eggs are great. Yeah, he, they, they they brought out some eggs Where where the eggs gone. Oh god mate, the old Gone burgers plus the fruit, it's fantastic. Everything's laid out here. It's you're just um the free food, aren't you? It's fantastic, mate. I love it.
0: It's quite good having <laughs> this option for race day, isn't it? Because you kind of you know, in the mornings very much watch the swim, go to a hot corner, kinda of heaps of fun. Yeah. Come in here, it's nice and air conditioned, kind of watch your bike
11: unfold and then head down on the run course. It's fantastic because if I'm out on the course all I'm doing is sitting waiting here, I can see updates, I know what people are going on. This guy's daughter in law is racing. Oh, and okay. so she, you know, he's telling, giving me updates as well, I'm meeting people, like, who have you just met? Uh, Dave Dorn. No, no, the, the guy before that. Oh, Mecca. Oh, Mecca, oh, that's right, <laughs> in the same bracket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave Dorn first. How <laughs> are you enjoying it? Yeah, no, well, it's, for me, it's kind of, I've done this experience
0: a few times, but it's always good, you know, like, I like being in the media room, because there's, people are popping in and coming out, and so you've got, a, you know,
11: lots of different people in the, in the group, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. What I'm enjoying is seeing uh, places I know on the course having done it a few times in the half and, yeah. and, and with John's camps, knowing where they are yeah. and knowing, oh yeah, I remember that place and this is tough here and the wind's picked up I hear out apparently, there. Apparently it's really windy. Yeah, and so that would be people like um, older uh, older guys, a lot of people like, will struggle today and it's going to be a long day for some of them, for sure. Yeah. Oh well, um, we'll probably talk to you maybe later on when we get down to the run course. Are you going to come out to the run course? Well, it depends if there's food. <laughs>
0: there's no eggs if you're out there. Yeah, I'm out there. <laughs> He's now trying
7: to
12: rest those legs. So
0: now Dave and I have moved on to the next part of the course. We are, we've gone out of the media room and is coming in for the bike. He's probably going to be here in the next couple of minutes. And then
11: uh, we're we're at the start-finish line. We've got the big screen in front of us, Dave, and it's kind of a fun atmosphere, isn't it? Oh, mate, you can feel the tension. Everyone's getting excited and looking to who's coming first, who's coming second, where's, where's my person and all that stuff, where's my favourite try guy, and here they come. They won't be far away. It's a, it's a beautiful day today, isn't it? stunning day, mate. I've got my sunblock. Bill Frog sunblock. Thanks for the sample. <laughs> I found it. I found it. <laughs> we needed some sunblock, and sun just suddenly
0: appeared. <laughs> it's just good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, so you kind of that's what happens. So we kind of go around. Most people probably have gone had some lunch, and watched the uh, coverage on Iron Man Live. They've got screens up or out and about, and they've got the commentary playing on the loudspeakers, as you can probably hear. And then uh, yeah, can they will get out there, and we'll go out. We're going to go down Lihy Drive and hang out by Lava Java. And uh, watch the runners come through, and hopefully we'll see John soon as well. So just more about what the Ironman day is about.
2: He's
0: coming in. So the next place you park yourself up is along Alihi Drive, and we've got a good crowd of people right out front of Lava Java. There's a big crowd. And leading up around the corner onto Alihi Drive, there's a big crowd. Name and place. Uh, Maria Carroll from England. And you're Adam Barsley's girlfriend. I am. So do you know I'm how he's going like out there today? Uh, sorry. Yeah, he's doing all right.
13: I think his swim was maybe not his best, but... He's having fun. I think that's that's the main thing.
0: What's it like being the girlfriend? Being this is your first time here.
13: It is. What's the experience like for you? It's amazing. I'm very lucky. Really. The whole journey.
0: Yeah.
13: He's just been like a twelve year old boy. He's just met some amazing people, including yourself and um, Bob Babbitt kind yeah. of was like his long lost son yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's loving it he's training with legends he's meeting his heroes
0: and, and you're having a good time?
13: amazing yeah
0: what about, what about race day? you know like obviously race week leading up to it has got all these kind of daily events that you do and it makes it kind of fun and stuff have you positioned yourself on race day and, and have you enjoyed it?
13: Um, yeah I think we've got it right um, Adam's two girls are here as well um, we're trying to make a bit of fun during the day spending time by the beach grabbing something to eat seeing, soaking up the atmosphere that they've got to offer
24: here yeah.
0: Well, good luck to Adam and uh, enjoy the rest of your day and then Thanks. party hard tomorrow.
24: Nice to meet you. Okay, yeah. Thank
0: you. Take Thanks care. All right, guys, I've got a local next to me. Your name? Uh, Janae. Janae, and she's on the piss. Uh, she's been drinking since five o'clock this morning. Is it? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. And so, you know, we have to talk to the people who have come to Kona for the race. But you're obviously a local. Obviously. Yeah,
14: obviously. Mm-hmm. It's Very much.
0: Happening. Yeah. Uh what What do the locals think about the race?
14: We love it. Oh, you do? Absolutely. Yeah. If we're not volunteering, we're drinking to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, do, you don't. You, you, don't, you right. don't feel it's an invasion of space. There's no kind of negative stuff.
14: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen to the bloody questions. There's, there's no kind of negative stuff?
14: No, no no negative. And really? It's no. A, it's just a good thing? It's a good
0: thing. And, and you know, do you notice... we are all so cute. Oh, We're well, all so cute, <laughs> team. You hear that?
14: Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh, that's how it works. That's how it works, yeah. and so then
0: you watch the race all day? All day. And you do that every year?
14: Every year. Oh,
2: great, great.
14: Yes, you have to do this. You do. Because you know what? It's all in in in, in ourselves. Oh, here comes somebody. Okay, okay.
0: A I'm, I'm being her personal commentator, and we've just had Fernando come by, so Frodo just come by. He's the Olympic gold medalist, ladies.
14: Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, who is he?
0: Uh, they call Frodo.
14: Frodo? Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> So there you go, eh? So my, my my American, my Kona fans are loving it. That's so
14: loving go. it. We love
0: it. Love it. Just
29: keep drinking the bloody champagne. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Same place. Evan, BPM, and uh, we're done here. So tell us about your day. You had a few athletes here. It probably wasn't the best day for, you, for your athletes. No, you have great days, and yeah. you have not so great days. But the, the big thing that, that we always see is, you know, watching them as... You know they're hammering themselves out there, and you know two years ago we were on top of the world, and we had had Pete winning this thing, and yeah. and uh, you know we're watching what he goes through, the highs and lows, and and we were just saying to Caroline just just then, you know, we, we'll always we stick by them no matter what, and uh, they come back stronger, and you know some of them you even hear them talking about I'm going to do this different next year, so you know this is what it's all about for them. Where did me come in on the end? Uh, We're actually trying to follow up with with Tim now because we were just running around looking for him, but it was his debut year. He's got a three-year plan with with Matt, his coach, and uh, we couldn't believe how well he was going, and he was really cracking, you know, going for it, having a good go, and it was just at the, um, (laughs) you know, on that run, he was just coming back on a lead, and as he came up Polani he saw me, and he... And I said, "How are you going?" And he said, "Struggling, yeah. like, And uh, so I think he was, you know, finishing off his day and.
0: Well, Conor is a learning coofer, isn't it? You know, and he's a young man, so I'm sure yeah. we'll see him do pretty well here in the future. Yeah,
29: and they do it quicker than we do. So yeah, hey. and, uh, a
0: standing, standing here drinking, drinking if we're beers, teams, we'll take it out. Yeah, yeah well. I Love you, with, mate. Cheers, mate. We got yeah. yeah. we got, got Rob Creasy. I'll
29: walk with you, mate. Rob Creasy here from uh, New Zealand. Uh, tell us your day, mate. Uh, oh, great swim, but a lot of fighting. Uh, the bike. Never never had the engine from the start, so I just did my best to get through and the run run actually came right after about twenty K, so that was pleasing, but it's an awfully long day to to get it wrong.
2: Yeah,
29: yeah, Why was it? Just the wind or the heat? What was it about today? Oh no, I think I trained too hard. I did a really hard session about a week out and just hadn't recovered from it. my legs weren't quite right, so basically had to wait for my body to the train to kick in about seven or eight hours into it and then I came through but do you enjoy the day. Do you enjoy the day when you know when you are it's not going to play. And what, what's what's the emotional experience like? Ah, oh, well, five and a half hours on the bike. You got an awful lot of time to think. <laughs> I think this will be the last, but I've said that before, so. Oh, well, good luck, mate. Look after yourself, mate. Congratulations.
0: I got Bj. And he looks like he's about to die. Tell me, tell me how you're feeling, Bj. Oh, that was terrible.
22: Well, tell me about your day. Well, uh, I came off the bike feeling pretty good, so I went for it and. Paid the price on the back half. Really? Yeah, just, just lost it. Yeah, I just locked up. My, I mean, I wasn't. felt like this is it's time to give it a shot, and maybe this went too hard too soon. Who knows? I'm so just kind
0: of took a risk, didn't pay off, and and and, and, and I have to say, the poor boy looks like cussed right now, doesn't what?
16: it? Go bust or go home or whatever, right? We
0: bust. I a tell right now. Exactly. Did, you, did you see John at the end Challenge, any oh I, I, I think I saw. I think I saw Phil, but I don't. I see Don John. Okay, we'll look after yourself. We'll get, get some energy into you. Name? Where are you from? Uh, my name is John
30: Littlewood. I'm from Wales. I'm Sorry? from a village called Kay Hopkin.
0: <laughs> so you, you know you came over here. This is the dream. The, the, what was the dream like? Painful. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs>
30: It's the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, but uh, my God, I've never felt so satisfied in my life. Really? Yeah, I feel very emotional at the moment. I'm just trying to hold back tears at the moment. So, so uh, just so looking for my wife. <laughs> why was it hard? Uh, just a brutal course, really. And uh, just in my mind, I just wanted to enjoy it, and just on that limit, I just didn't want to blow up. I just wanted to enjoy it, and it was so close to you know cramping. My hamstrings running down Pilani. I had to do a crowey and stop and stretch. It was a bit, oh my god! I thought I was gonna have to walk the last mile, but I don't know. I just couldn't run downhill, which uh, is a bad thing. But oh, speechless, speechless. And, and happy with your day? Oh yeah, really happy. Yeah, yeah, nine forty-five. I couldn't have dreamed, uh, dreamt that. Uh. Yeah, first time. Yeah, probably on last time. <laughs> yeah, well, you, got, you got a pretty good result. The amount something to be yeah, proud of. Right then, hopefully, my mate uh, Richard Lewis, who uh, in, you interviewed on. Yeah. I forget which day it is. This week's been a blur. Yeah. It's been one of the best weeks of my life. It's uh, it's just like a dream come true, yeah. Well, congratulations, mate. What well on your yeah, result? Yeah, it's plenty i to go before I start crying on yeah, the interview, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah you, you can cry, mate. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> Love you, man.
30: Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to the IM Smack Talk boys from South Wales who are all uh, watching it in uh, Christopher Price's house now. Christopher Price, Scott Davis, Leighton Williams. Get that in all you with us. My mate Richard Lewis, hopefully he's coming over the line right behind me. Yeah. So I'm going to go and give him a big hug and a kiss.
0: <laughs> <right on>. Congratulations, <laughs> mate. Thanks, brother. Name and where you're from? I'm from England. And your name? Chris Fox. Chris Fox, how'd you go? Ah, oh, pretty good. You most- name, actually, Chris Fox, you seem way too chirper.
31: Everyone I've ever met, this, this is my personation. Oh, you know, it's hard work. You're all trooper, What's all that about? Oh, that's one because I've met you. And number two, because I saw John Newsom. On the run course, and I thought I'd never see the day that I'd pass him. So, 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 uh, so is he not in yet? Oh, well, I don't think so. Oh, so, where'd oh, you see yeah. him? Uh, probably about mile 13. Okay. So, no, actually, yeah, about 13, 14. Yeah. So, and. Uh, so, was, so, they made your day? <laughs> and he was walking. I thought, that's his run walk strategy. And I thought, nah, he's he's blown up. <laughs> so, I hope he pulls it together. So, uh, your day? Uh, good. First time in this race. Uh, I was trying to go sub 10. I cracked it. So, it's uh, time to celebrate with the wife and uh, listen, to the, listen to your podcast oh, next time. congratulations, mate. You've so, thank well. Thank you. Hey, yeah.
0: where? You've good well, mate. Congratulations. I've got, I got, I got the fellow native here with me, and he's looking like a very unstable character. How you feeling, mate? <laughs> a bit tired. How was your day? Tough. Tell us swim.
8: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get a lot of information. Did you see John out there? Yeah. Got Matthew here
31: from New Zealand. No, you're Australian, that's right. Australian. Sorry to offend you. How'd your rest day go? I missed I wanted to go under 9.30, but I missed it by two minutes. Oh I know. So, so so what happened? Uh oh, I don't know, just just yeah, drafting penalty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With fear or unfair? Oh, oh it, it's probably fair. I don't know, everyone seems to be in the same boat. Um, got it on the way out to, um, Harvey and then, uh, sat out at, um, just at the, uh, where is it, the, um, the special needs station out there and then, uh, and then that's it and then get going and then John came past. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but I don't know if he was in the, I don't know how he was going. He must have not had a good day either. No,
0: he's not a yet, so I think he had a really bad day,
31: so. Yeah. So you swim? Swim one hour, um... Yeah, it's one of those things, you did feel a bit faster, so I don't know if it was a slow day a bit, but um, but yeah, I think the run was a faster day, but yep. the, the cycle was just all over the shop, yeah. so yeah, it was a bit hard going out there. So, so not, not the ultimate goal, but still two minutes off, ain't too bad. Oh, my, yeah, I'm I still happy with th- uh, 9.31, but um, but yeah, 9.29 was the goal today or below, but uh but anyway, that's it. I don't know, but I don't know if I'll come back and get another shatter, shot at it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Congratulations. Okay, thanks still took the box, mate. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I got Rob, where are you from, Rob? Melbourne.
0: Bloody Melbourne, Tony eh? and <laughs> me. How would you how'd rest go,
32: mate? Yeah, uh, shocking, mate. I, why do we do it? <laughs>
0: Seriously,
32: why do we fucking do it? You, you're going to have to eat it, this. No,
0: nah, mate, this is real. But, so uh, so t- tell us about your day.
32: Oh, I felt... I felt good for five percent of the bike and for one percent of the run, and for all of the swim. But really? when I got out of the water, I, I saw why I felt so good in the swim because I went pretty slow. Oh, okay. But uh, mate, I've never been so glad to see a finish line. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, so, what time did you come in on? I have no idea. <laughs> don't want to know. I know. I don't... I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to know. It. Uh, It'll be, uh, it'll be 10 something yeah. Um, yeah so who knows mate but just glad to finish this race keeps it real doesn't it oh yeah like uh, I've, I've raced here and then thought why would you want to do you know put, put in for another Ironman that isn't Kona yeah. and today I thought why would you want to do Kona it yeah. was just like yeah it was pretty brutal on the bike and really hard to not go too hard with those sort of wins yeah. um, and you always pay the price on the marathon and That's what happened, mate. But uh, I reckon everyone's had a pretty tough day, so I can't complain. And, hey, we love this sport, so I'll wake up tomorrow and and think that was awesome. I just don't think it now.
0: (laughs) Oh, congratulations to get to finish on anyway, mate. Yeah, thanks, babe. So one of the interviews you would have heard on uh, my you haven't heard yeah. or you did hear it last night Phil's interview. Yeah. <laughs> so Phil came across the line. Now one one thing John had heard before we before the week was if you go if you want to get an IV you've got it you've got to look pretty kind of disorientated. Vacant,
1: vacant and yeah collapsing doesn't cut
0: the mustard. It was amazing because I was kind of standing where the medical people were as I was trying to catch people coming in and it was amazing the amount of people who were trying everyone's yeah. yeah, well, trying <laughs> and they wouldn't need a bar of soap. So Phil comes in and you heard the interview. He, <laughs> was blottoed but i'm thinking to myself he's ever really blottoed or he's playing the game amazingly <laughs> but he was pretty blottoed but he was pretty happy with his race wasn't
1: he he was yeah so it's just uh not the day he wanted but he kept it kept it steady
0: yeah so um just so you guys know so that's pretty much our wrap at the end of our post or con- or our coverage for 2014 just quickly for the sponsors Jared sports travel uh, you know just get on them they're really helpful Lava Java Get the gear and just our normal sponsors Extreme Endurance Galactic yeah, like buffer Coffees of Why. The best coffee in the world and
1: Athletics.com Social Networking for Endurance Athletes I've a record What do you mean? Slowest Ironman ever by me by over one hour. Oh no, it's disappointing. So I don't know if I want to claim that one on
0: athletes <laughs> Yeah, just don't claim it. <laughs> uh, uh, just also, lastly, you know, these shows we've had lots of great feedback on the podcast we've put out over the last week, um, which is really great. But it only happened because the people who actually bought the books went out and invested in, you know, obviously hoping to win to come to this race, but also just you know to back us in doing this. So we really appreciate that. We hope we've delivered again for you guys this year. And uh, sure we'll be back again in a couple of years as well. Uh, what we're going to be doing next week is we've we've already done next week's show, so there is going to be a show next week. We've kind of got so who have we got on Muddy, Muddy, and he had seven uh, athletes from, on the podium. Sorry,
1: seven athletes on really, the podium. really? Yeah, and so uh, clean clean, yeah, clean and, uh, protocol, which I is look a look fantastic well. interview.
0: Yeah, that was a very interesting interview, isn't it? So next week, John and I are still on holiday, but we'll have, we'll still have a show out, and then we'll be back in the studio in two weeks from now. So. Uh, let's wrap it up, John. I'm Russ. I'm Indo. Train hard. Trains of Kia, Kia kaha. kaha.